0: And you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability to, Trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability, his, his hanging in the air, his yak ability—it's—it's—it's it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet. Low man wins. Bang! Rocks a guy. Hall running free. Brees hall inside the ten. He- The the corners all do their job, you know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. Oh, always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of the things I, I put up. And you are watching <laughs> another edition of Blue It Splits Live, an afternoon edition of Blue It Splits Live. Um, I've gotten on the train where I've been pumping out reviews. I just literally, literally just finished recording a sauce review. Um, probably going to be about two hours. So if my computer starts to uh, freak out a little bit, it's because it's converting a two-hour video at the same time. So I'm putting a lot of stress on a a 10 year old computer at this point but um just released a will mcdonald review um i think like 10 minutes for the people who don't pay two hours for the people who do uh garrett wilson review came out about two hours as well and same thing with aaron Rodgers. you can get like a six to ten minute feel on youtube but for the full thing uh you gotta be a jedx guy um five dollars a month we'd appreciate it and i have a lot more coming um Tippman, Lazard, Warren, Clark, Rodgers again, Izzy, Hardman, Barnes, Jefferson, Converse, Q, Rogers again, uh, Kuntz, Woods, Cobb, Turner, ABT, Hall, Wilson, Sauce, Rodgers again, Schweitzer, Kajust, and Cologne. I think I'm gonna wait for maybe Cologne. I think he's probably the odd man out of the um, of the offensive line uh, room right now. Just because if you keep him too, that's 12 offensive linemen. That's just quite a few. Even though I did like Cologne more than Schweitzer. But I believe Schweitzer got a two-year, it's like two years, five million dollars from the Jets, and I think three, three and a half million dollars guaranteed. Um, But I'm doing the stream today because again, I get really obsessive over stuff, and just because of the fact that I started doing reviews, now I want to get them all out immediately. So uh, tomorrow night, now I can record another show, and today I could just do a stream. So it is what it is. I'm gonna do one alone anyway. So let's uh, let's uh, let's discuss a little bit. Let's see who's in here um eagle Fang um says so i know a lot of people are obviously at work and stuff right now 2:30 2 30 it is oh also other news sidebar um if you are a podcast listener or, or you have a blue it splits um if you're subscribed to blue it splits itunes you know spotify whatever whatever your favorite podcast listening service is uh i've learned how to not learn how to or i'm go i'm going to be converting all of them going forward to podcasts so if you're not able to watch the youtube uh, it'll be easier for you to just listen in the car, do whatever you got to do. So uh, that's a note as well. So if you could leave five stars there, review that would be great. Um, but I will be starting to post everything to that as well. Uh, Eagle Fang, which I don't know who your your logo is there. Uh, Hopkins not sound like he wanted the Jets. Uh, he not sound like he wanted the Jets, the interview he did. Oh, the interview he did a month ago and Salah does not want him either. Yeah, but Salah also said before the draft that they were happy with the running back room. And we drafted Izzy, you know, and, and they, and they said that they were happy with the receiver room and then they, they were going to bring in Odell, uh, Odell Beckham. So are they really happy with the receiving core? I, I think they're okay with it. I think they're fine with it, but clearly they view themselves as being able to upgrade, even just with the, with the interest in, in OBJ and the contract offer to OBJ they have some type of interest in upgrading the receiver core. I'm assuming OBJ wasn't going to be an ad and okay, your receiver five, I'm sure it was going to be okay. OBJ is added and Corey Davis is cut. So I'm not going to take the the coach saying um, that they're not interested or they're happy with your group as them legitimately not being interested because of what the post is. They to say, "No, I don't like our guys." And uh, you know, if if we could get Hopkins, we, we'd love to. We really want to get Corey Davis out of here. Like he's not going to say that. So yeah, he's going to say pretty easily. I love our I love our group right now. So I could I could just as easily see the Jets getting getting Hopkins um, at this point. It didn't really change my my barometer, like you know, thinking of the percentage chance of we're going to get Hopkins or not. Uh, Justin Jets, um, and by the way, this show could be short. I don't know how long it's going to be. I have like three or four things at the top of my head that I could talk about if we don't have topics. This is all you guys. If there if there is no chat, then there is no there is no live stream. So I'm really really heavily leaning on you guys interacting. Um, I get it. You know, it's 2:40, and there's probably not a lot of people watching at this point because this is not the normal time. But I uh, I'd appreciate uh, the the liveliness in the chat more than ever at this point. Uh, justin jets my and, and there's nothing going on which is probably a reason that filming is actually a good time to break right, or the, the drop right now justin jets um my guess is the jets won him they called about him. agent told them he's not interested obviously on the podium he's gonna say we love the rivalry. room yeah 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 see okay so you you agree with what i just said um obviously you put this in before I even commented on it but um you don't know what's going on behind the scenes it's typically the betting services are how some information. I believe on maybe it's bet MGM. The Jets are second favorite tied with the chiefs right now. I think, I think the Cowboys were first, the jets and the chiefs are both even at like three fifty. The bills were plus a thousand, I think because money issues and maybe the packs were like five, like plus 500 or 600 or something like that. So the jets are still in the top couple of teams and betting favorite odds to, to land Hopkins. So I'm not really going to buy anything they say right now. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And, and we saw that whole video, of Hopkins seeming not so interested in the Jets and kind of turning away, but who knows how much he 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 keeps up with the media and all that stuff, um, or rumored interest in Rodgers. He didn't know if Rodgers was going to happen when that interview happened. We had Zach Wilson as our quarterback. Who wants to go play with Zach Wilson? I I wouldn't. I could tell you that. So neither did he. Like we don't we don't know we don't know. And I know that that Rodgers wasn't listed in his top five quarterbacks to play with. Yeah, sure he would want to play with a younger guy. He might want to play with Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson. Or Josh Allen or Patrick Holmes, I understand that because he's anticipating his his career to last another three, four, five years or whatever it may be. And those and they're young guys; are going to be around for longer. But I'm sure Rodgers wasn't far down that list. I'm sure Rodgers was seven, eight, nine, ten. Even if Rodgers was sixteen, if the Jets are going to pay him, he's going to come here. It's not like we have Zach Wilson. It's not like we have a shitty quarterback situation. I think he'll get over having to settle with Aaron Rodgers if the Jets make him the highest contract offer. Now, how much are you offering? Story for a different day. There was a, uh, a slightly concerning um, – I don't know if it's like Albert Breer or whoever it was who uh, had uh, – he put out some quotes from like GMs or maybe coaches that kind of question uh, how much longer Hopkins is going to be Hopkins for. And uh, I, I know that um, – I believe Nani put out an article kind of questioned that a little bit and some of his usage and things like that with, with Arizona. But the thing with Hopkins is he's, he's never really a guy who's going to – he's not going to win with separation and, and he's not going to beat you vertically. Um, he's a guy who gets to his spot. He boxes you out. He has one of the best hands you'll ever see. It's like off the top of my head, it's him and Larry Fitz are the best hands I've ever seen. Um, He also obviously also has the ability to catch balls outside of his frame and box guys out like Larry Fitzgerald did not have. Um, So, yeah, he might not be like dominant, dominant Hopkins anymore this year. But with that being said, I believe he was on pace – um last year for if he played a whole season like 90 catches and like 1400 yards so he still was playing pretty damn well last year um now with that being said stats versus actual play how is the process of each of those catches i don't know um i would have to go back and watch but i could tell you right now that i rather have hopkins than than cory davis and to me hopkins is a guy who pushes you to that next level with the receiving core right now our receiving core it's like let's say it's solid slightly above average maybe average um At this point, and there's some receiving cores that were that were that were going up against, you know, the 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 Bengals. The Bengals have Higgins, they have Boyd, they have Jamar Chase. You know, people talk about, oh, well, the Chiefs, the Chiefs don't have good receivers. Yeah, but they have they have Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends of all time, and they also have Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you heard of him, and they also have oh, another one of the best of all time in terms of coaches, Andy Reid. So yeah, you know, we, we might need an extra weapon than the. Than the chiefs do um, obviously. So if you really want to propel this offense to a legitimate top 10 lock of an offense, I think you add a guy like Hopkins and I'm not saying it, it just has to be Hopkins. There's other guys out there. Why are the, why are the bucks keeping Mike Evans? For what reason? You know, I, okay. Long-term he's been there for a long-term. He's been consistent, what 7,000 or seven, 1000 yard seasons in a row from, from him, fan favorite, all that. Okay. I get that. But what are they going to do this year? Is Evans going to bring them from from three wins to four wins? So could he be traded um, in, in a month or two? You don't know. Um, could a guy like Devonta Adams be traded? I, I know that whole thing came out where he was questioning the direction of the franchise and he came back out and kind of said like, no, like, you know, basically get a live. like, I'm here to stay, whatever, I want to make the Raiders a winner. But then a couple of days later, a week later, news comes out that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo might not even be on the team this year. Like they, they, they signed him, he failed the physical, all this stuff. Now they're questioning if he's even going to play for them. So if you have... I have no idea who their backup is. Uh, I, I, is it Jared Stidham? It, uh, it's probably Jared Stidham. It, is Jared Stidham going to keep Devontae uh, Adams happy? You know, so could one of those trades happen? I would prefer probably both of those guys. I definitely prefer both of those guys to happen to this point. But I think a, a big move at the receiving core really propelled this offense to being again a, a top a top ten lock. And I think it probably is top ten ish right now, um, but it's floating. In that range, it's not necessarily a, a lock to be there. And I think adding one of those guys would, would do that because then you have two really, really good receivers, you have a really good running back in Brees Hall, you have solid tight ends. I'll die in the hill that, that that uh Tyler Conklin's still uh, underrated by fans. So Justin Jets. I like Corey Davis more than most, but D hoppy is quite clearly an upgrade, and I like I like Corey Davis more than most, too. Um, Justin Jets, but problems. The problem is people look up stats and Zach Wilson doesn't get the Baltimore lot. So he doesn't have a lot of stats. And with that, even if you do like his play, how many games can you safely assume he's going to play, right? Like he's played uh, what 34 possible games over the last couple of over the last two seasons. And he's played in, in probably what 20, 21 of those. So he's missed quite a bit of games at, at this point too. So even if, even if it's a, if it's not as big of an upgrade as think, at least Hopkins is healthy. Um, for the most part, right? I, I believe. I know he's in the PEDs and the suspension and all that stuff, but still Uh Hopkins is his suspension can't be ignored in his interview when he snubbed the jets. Yeah. Talk about the interview thing already. And yes, he got caught with, you know, PEDs or whatever diluted sample. Nobody's going to come out there and be like, yeah, I took steroids. Um, so, which could also be another concerning thing because if you're taking steroids, is that, is that a sign of him noticing himself to start to fall off and he's taking the steroids to, you know, bring himself back to where he was in terms of testosterone and all this stuff and recovery um, potentially. So that's something you have to think about in terms of why did you even take the PEDs? He's never going to admit to that, but yeah. Uh, but Yeah. It's not, I, I would not say it's laughable Eagle in terms of, in terms of Salo saying, you know, that we're good with the receivers. He's not, What is also going to say. He's not going to say, no, we're not good with the receivers. And then they're not going to, and then if they don't land anybody, what are the receivers going to think? What's up? Uh, jealous beanbag 56. <laughs> Buffalo Jet fan, haven't haven't heard from Buffalo Jet. I know uh, he got rid of his Twi- he got rid of his Twitter, which everybody's been I, I've seen people talk about on Twitter, like where is Buffalo Jet fan? But he got uh he's taking a break from Twitter and only doing the YouTube game. But um, look forward to talking with Buffalo Jet fan again. I hope you're doing well. Um, I heard you think Ghidri is better than Rivas, can you confirm? Uh, yeah, that I don't know if I brought that up last week actually, uh, the last stream, but they did bring bring, uh, bring back Deidre, which I do like. Special teamer. Um, a guy who is is a good slot is a good backup slot. Now that leads me to believe that Bryce Hall is or Bryce or Bryce Hall is probably going to get traded because you have Sauce, you have Reed, you have Michael Carter, you have um, Eccles, you have uh, Justin Hardy, who if you're going to assume he's going to be here because of the cap, you know, the captainship and all that and all that stuff, and then you have sixth and seven as Giedry and Hall, Gidra just brought in to be the backup slot potentially. Where does that leave Hall? And the thing with that, if you consider, is Hall is making, what, two-ish million dollars this year? So you could save some money by getting rid of Hall um, as well. I like Hall more than most people do. I I don't think him getting beat on a play where he had almost perfect coverage against, was it Devin uh, Devin Duvernay in week one? Does that mean he's a bad player? Does him getting beat by Kyle Pitts uh, in preseason indicate that he's a bad player? no like i still think he's a, he's a solid he's definitely a really good backup to have but at a certain point if you can get value for him he's not providing any value to your team in terms of playing then turn that to draft capital uh eagle says jeff olbrick says clemens is is weighing in the 290s now he's packed on some good weight over said they plan on using him yeah uh so i just saw this as i was recording the the, the sauce film right down and uh i i I don't mind the move. I really don't. The thing, the only thing I'm questioning, or there's a couple of things. This is, this is, there's a couple avenues I could take with this one. Clemens, it, he's not the most athletically, he's not the most, he's not the most athletic guy in the world. Like he's strong. Yeah. He's like flexible and stuff like that, but he's, he's pretty stiff at the, at the same point. So does adding more mass to him make, like, does it really hurt his athleticism where he's really going to struggle to move? Because last year he was what, 270, 275. So he's adding 15 pounds on him make him even more stiff and, and have less fluidity. I don't know. Hopefully that doesn't happen. And then the second thing with this is since we've drafted McDonald, I've been pretty consistent in saying that I, I think the only way it makes sense is if you're gonna move JFM to the inside more. He's gonna take more inside reps on pass rushdowns. And then you let you know the Lawsons, the JJs, the McDonald's, and the Huffs of the World rush on the edge, which I'd be fine with. And then yeah, Quentin Jefferson's a little bit out of place because he'd be a backup rusher okay, I'm cool with that, but if Clemens is going to do that, then does that mean that, J- that JFM is going to just stay to the outside for the most part, which I don't love because I feel like JFM is the best, his his most important asset of his game is rushing from the inside on third down. So then he doesn't do that because of Clemens, or is it going to be a thing where Clemens does it sometimes, JFM does it sometimes, you know? Um, and I know Ulbrich said that he's going to, like, like uh, Eagle said here, um, D de- 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 end on rundowns, D de- uh, de- tackle on pass. Okay. Fine, but it's probably not over Quentin Jefferson, I wouldn't think. Uh, on the inside, so he's a he's a he's a D end and a backup rusher on third. Okay, um, but I, I just don't think that leaves a lot of room for for JFM to to play a bunch of reps as well. So uh, my display picture is chosen from Karate Kid Two, Cobra Kai, haha. Ha. From Cobra. Oh, that's um. I don't know if I've ever seen Karate Kid. Maybe I have seen Karate Kid Two, but this is the guy. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen. I've seen a uh, Cobra Kai. I, I watched Cobra Kai, even though admittedly it's super, super cheesy and it's not the best show, but it's like something to watch. You know, like you have some dry monster you got to watch and stuff. And it's, it's at least a watchable as long as you go into the show, knowing it's going to be corny and it's based on a cheesy, you know, karate movie from what the, was it the eighties or the nineties? Then it's okay. Um, Chris, uh, Christian Thompson. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Uh, is that a, what's his, what's his name from Drake and Josh? Okay. I could see Mike Evans being someone who the Jets pursue. Bucks QB situation is awful. Plus he's only got one year left at 14 million. Uh, they can cut Corey Davis. It's only a four month. Yeah. That like, dude, I'm so, I'm so with you. Like Mike Evans would be a, a home run because he's not so much money. Um, and you could legitimately save that money. All you have to do is cut Corey Davis. So you cut Corey Davis. That's 10 and a half million. You cut Ashton Davis. Who's not going to make the roster anyway. That's about $2 million. And you and you trade Bryce Hall, and you just got rid of probably two players you're going to get rid of anyway. And you tr- and and you switched out, you know, Corey Davis from Mike Evans for what? What is it going to cost you? A, you know, I don't know, a fourth round pick, a third round pick. Okay, do it, do it. And then oh, next year we're left without picks. I don't give a shit. We have Mike Evans, Mike Evans. You know, then yeah, we have a two and a four next year. Is what it is. Two or four five a six or six seven whatever it is. Uh, Steven Angle can't type delivering the mail. Yeah don't don't, uh, don't crash your truck uh right where do you deliver I know you're at least from my general area I don't know where you're at now though you, you've definitely said it before but I don't know where you're exactly at now or where you deliver mail but if you're doing it in middletown uh be careful out there you got some family here internet is report uh, reporting the jets now have 24 plus million of cap space updated but but Williams and Rogers' rear contract has not been announced yet uh oh wow that's that's Weird because if something were to happen with Q, it'd be on the transaction wire, right? Um, so they had 18, so they created another six million dollars. How and, and a lot of people do think that Quentin Williams, you know, the, the extension will affect this year. We have 18 million dollars, so how, how are we even going to sign Q and bring these other guys on? Q getting signed can actually lower his cap hit this year, like his the the, the bigger cap hits take effect in 2024 2025 because he's already out in your contract for this year. so the extension takes place after this year. So they can actually lower the cap space in some ways. Again, I'm not a cap grower in any sense of the word. I, I suck with the cap. Um, but I know that it's not going to affect the cap much, if at all, this season. And, and it actually can help the cap by selling Quentin Williams. Now, Rodgers, he's what, $1.5 million this year and 105 next year. I don't think he's going to stay at $105. Uh, I'm assuming some of that moves back over to this year. And I honestly think he takes a little bit of a cap hit or a cap cut. Like I, I don't think he's going to take $50 million from the Jets. It might be a little bit less. Uh, I know Connor Hughes and some others have indicated that uh, once we see the contract, we're going to be very happy. I, I both kind of hinting towards both monetarily and the fact that the, the contract is going to make him seem like he's locked into two to three years with the Jets. Before, I really thought it was going one year. Like before getting Rodgers, I was like, this is a one year thing. Like, why are we going to do that? Like, you know, there's arguments about the one year versus four or five years with, with Carr. Now it seems like two is a lock. And I would say that three years is more. Is more likely than one. But I'm I'm much more comfortable saying it to me at least two years at this point. Uh John Hepburn, hey, hey fellers. uh any news on how punter Matt Areza did and is the fullback Nick Baden going to make this team? Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Areza did and, and Kyle and I got into that all all last uh stream. I'm honestly surprised I didn't get a comment talking about how we talked about that, but we we're just being honest. Um now with Baden, this is something that I mentioned before, the the they do at least the Titans did like to use fullbacks quite often, at least when I watched them and it wasn't a massive sample size just because there's a lot, there's a lot of shit to watch to be, to be transparent. Um, but when I did watch, it was a lot of 12, it was a lot of 21. There's a lot of H backs or fullbacks involved in the running game. So you have a run game coordinator coming from a system where they like to use fullbacks is a fullback going to make this roster. Now we have to talk about, okay, the D lines going a carry 10 or 11. You're talking about, um, the offensive line carrying at least ten or eleven at this point. So, do you have room to carry Baldwin? Because at that point, you're going to carry. Let's you know, let's just let's just uh, package him in with the with the running backs. So you're going to carry five running backs, eleven offensive linemen, eleven defensive linemen. You're going to be lacking at some other spots. Like the Jets want to have to carry three tight ends. You know, only five receivers. Only you know four or five linebackers. So it's interesting with the gymnastics. I think that the Jets are going to try to use guys like Rucker, guys like Uzama, in that role in camp, see if they can fill it. If they can't, then it's going to be Bowden. Um, But a lot of people kind of overlook and, and, and in terms of if he's going to make the roster or not the impact he's going to make on the team. Baden might make the roster, um, which you have to account for so in some 53-man roster predictions and things like that because they're going to use a based on their prior histories. They like to use fullbacks. They like to use H-backs. Um, Twelve personnel, twenty-one, whatever. Um, they like that role. So, who's going to fill that? I don't know. Uh, Ch- Chicky, Chicky Rodriguez. He's he's trying to figure out. Uh, he's he's trying to figure out to take the money with some scrub squad or, or chase the wing for, the ring for way less. Yeah, and the Jets are like, even if the Jets aren't a preferred option for Hopkins, we're yeah, we're not the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, he's not twenty-seven years old, twenty-eight years old, or whatever. Josh Allen is. Um, but we're still a good team with Super Bowl hooks with the elite defense like he wants. So we have a better defense than the chiefs. We have a better defense in the bills in my, in my opinion, probably most of your guys' opinions. I think it's, you know, you can argue some stuff with the bills, but overall I still think we're a better group, better defense. Yeah. Older quarterback, but even look at the, even look at, um, you know, the running game we have, I, I would say we have a better running back core than, than the, than the bills do, you know, tight end. We can, we can argue the entire roster, but, um, I think that uh the Jets are kind of like that happy medium. You can offer you money and we're pretty damn good at the same time. But yeah, the quarterback's not twenty-seven, he's um you know, thirty-eight, right? So uh Jordan White uh, Jordan Whitehead took the restructure, saving the Jets over five million, breaking news. Uh yeah, thank you, Eagle, for, for putting that out there. Cause I obviously can't well, I can't look at my phone, but not really um at this point. So he restructured from he was owed ten and a half million dollars to five. I feel like he's worth about $5 million. So this really leads me to believe that the Jets are not going to bring back Quan Alexander. It's most likely going to be, like I've been saying for months at this point, it's going to be Whitehead slash Clark in a um, hybrid strong safety linebacker role, where one of them is going to be the strong safety. I'm assuming it's Whitehead. And Clark is going to play sometimes strong safety. But he's also, and, and I'll break it down for you guys in a couple of weeks, And Clark's play, he's, at, he's actually very good in a linebacker role. They can hook zones, hook the curls, things like that. Um, he's very, very good there. So I think the Jets are going to play him in that Quan role. And yeah, while they might be sacrificing a little bit in the in the ground game or in the run game in that instance, because uh, you know what, uh, Quan's 230, 235, and, and Clark is two oh five or something like that, so they might lack a little bit there. But also, you have to think about. With that being said, the Jets are not going to be playing. Teams that are going to run the ball as much this year. Teams are going to pass the ball more this year. Why? Because the Jets are gonna put up some points and the teams are gonna to have to match them. So I understand getting lighter. Um the fact that it's five million dollars. Now is it a restructure or is it a cap cut? That's my question. I, I wanna know uh I wanna know uh if it were, were um to be yeah, yeah, sorry. It, can you I don't know if you can drop it. If somebody can drop it, is it a restructure or is it a cap cut? Because restructures and cap cuts are different. Like like Lawson took a a, a cut. Um did Whitehead just push money to the future, or did he realize, hey, I probably shouldn't be making ten and a half million dollars. Obviously, I do, but if I want to stay here, you know, I'm, I'm not. And and even like at a certain point, yeah, the Jets cut him. They saved a half million dollars on him. Um, and what is he going to get in, in free agency? You know, four, maybe five at best. At the very best, he's getting that. So, kind of had to restructure. Just probably so like listen, to you. we're going to cut you. Torch live um with the whitehead restructure would you want Hopkins or a guy like it's so to me I complete I I'm I'm almost 50 50 in Hopkins versus a most likely to be Bayard over 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 Baker I, I think that the 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 Cardinals want some guys to to build around Bayard's a little bit older you know 30 31 years old still a really good player um so I think Bayard is more is more likely for the Jets I understand that the upgrade from what we have at free safety to Bayard, to, to, yeah, to Bayard right now is, is a bigger upgrade on the team than what Hopkins is to Corey Davis. But with that also being said, you're multiplying what Hopkins, the upgrade of Hopkins with Rogers, if that makes sense. Um, so I would like to load up on offense more because that's really what wins the games. Because I think at the end of the day, you could sign a John Johnson for three or four million dollars, the money you just got from from Whitehead. And, and then that position will at least be solid, you know, decent because just a decent free safety is a massive upgrade from the shit that Marcus Joyner did last year. Um, so I'm kind of straddling the line there. But uh, if it was Hopkins or Bayard, I would probably say Bayard. Like that's that's what I'm thinking right now. But if you're talking about Evans, about or uh, Devontae Adams, then I'm, then I'm going that way. It's just you know Hopkins might. Uh, he might turn some people off with like his attitude and, and some of the stuff he does. Um, just give me two seconds here because I'm actually going to, I'm going to put up my, uh, I'm uploading my, my video of the review I just did. So I'm kind of editing that at the same time as I'm talking to you guys. So uh, just give me two seconds. I'm kind of rambling a little bit. Uh, sauce review part one in quotes or parentheses. I mean, there we go. All right. And then I'll as I'm going through this, I'll, I'll upload it. As you guys hopefully don't notice, um, torch lives. Uh, what do we want to? What do we want to do with the D-line rotations? There is so much talent. Same with receivers. If we get a stud, how how the rotations work? So D-line, I, I talked about it. Um, I, I really like them to move JFM to the inside, and and realistically, how does it make sense? I don't think I can make it make sense because they love their D-line rotations, um, but something we've spoke about in, in recent weeks is at a certain point, are you investing too much capital into, into low snap percentage? I understand wanting guys to, to, to be rested and all that stuff, but he was making $25 million to play some games last year where 60, 61, 62, 63% of the snaps where other guys who are getting pay that money are playing 70, 75, 80. Okay. So where's that 15%, you know, and then you, you, you draft a guy like JJ who is a first round pick, you're assuming you want them to play at least 50-60, he played about 30. You play you, you paid a guy in Huff some money, he got about 17% of the snaps last year. Clemens got about 27 as well. Um, JFM was floating around the high, the high 50s to low 60s. Some games I think were 49-50. So you're paying a guy 14 million dollars to take 50% of the reps, you know? Um, so there's not a way I can make it make sense in, in my philosophies. I disagree with how much they've poured into the offense, the defensive line at this point. Now I understand, okay, you know, you want to you want to draft the best player available, and and McDonald seemed to be their best player available. And when he steps in next year for Lawson, who may be gone or and he's dominating. Then who cares? And I completely get that. But I'm just saying for this year, it's hard for it to make sense because you already had guys again like JJ at you know 30ish percent and and Clemens at 30ish percent and and Q again lower than when he should be and JFM lower than he should be. Huff lower than he should be. Now, Hey, we're also throwing in another first round pick in McDonald's. So all those guys are gonna go down. So they're all going to play less snaps than their money indicates or not their money. Their, their, their money or the capital invested to get them, whether it be money or, or picks pick wise. Um, They're never going to necessarily maybe justified if you feel what I'm saying. So um, how does it work? I'm not, I'm not sure how, how how they make the D line, the D line work. Um, I think one of Huff or, or, um, McDonald are going to be rushing on pretty much every single third. down. Really I, don't, I don't see them on the field all the time together. I think the only time you're going to see them on the field together is if the jets are going to try to isolate them as both nines. And then you're going to run some twists and stunts with maybe an extra blitz around the inside. So maybe like more, more uh, like fire zone type of stuff where you're going to have less guys in coverage. But if you're going to go two on the outside, isolate the inside, run twists and stunts, and with an extra blitzer, whether it be a safety, Mosley, whoever it may be, and you have three versus three there with movement, it's going to be really hard to to, to, bo- uh, to block that up. So I can see that being a situation. But for the most part, I see it being one of Huff or McDonald, and then along with Lawson on the on the outside on, on, on third down rotations. But then where does that leave JFM? You know, because Lawson's a better rusher on the outside than JFM. You're, you're assuming that – I would say that JFM's probably better right now than McDonald, um, maybe not Huff, but – then what? What are they, What are they here for? You know. So where does JFM fit into this? Is he gonna play more inside? He plays more inside, okay. Then Clemens does. He's just a backup at all positions, which he, mostly he is. But then where does Quentin Jefferson fit? So you have Clemens and Jefferson, who are like the third and fourth string edge uh, or a D, defensive tackle uh, rushers. Like there's a lot. There's a lot of bodies there. It's really really hard to make it make sense. Um, receivers how the rotations work. If, if we get a stud, Davis is gone. I, I really really I severely doubt that Davis would be. Davis and/or Lazard are both making around you know ten, eleven million dollars. I think Lazard is exactly eleven. I think Corey Davis is ten and a half. Um, they are not going to have a wide receiver for making ten and a half million dollars. It's just not going to happen. So he would be gone. Um, and then and then let's just say let's just say it's Evans. It's obviously going to be you know Garrett Evans or whoever it's going to be there. Lazard is the three, Hardman's the four, and the five is Cobb. And I think that's probably all they carry. I don't think they carry six receivers. I just don't think they can. You know, in question before all the offensive linemen, all the defensive linemen we're talking about. I don't see how they can justify keeping a guy like can on the roster at this point. Uh, did, did you see the comments Salah said on Brown today? Yeah, so it's funny because like I wrote down some topics, and literally the first couple you guys already brought up, which I love. I brought up Hopkins, I brought up Adams, Evans. Um, p- talked about solid receiving core, had that written down. Delete. Um, I also had this one where he said, I don't know if this is verbatim, but this is basically the quote, loosely quoting him, saying he doesn't believe he's entitled to anything um, in terms of Robert. And this is from Robert Salah on Dwayne Brown. And seems like I don't I want to see how the question was exactly asked uh for that, um, for, for that quote. quote, but you have to feel like that's a shot at Beckton, right? Like <laughs> you know, you have you have a guy who's who's he's in his fourth year, who's been, you know, fat and overweight and been often injured. He's bitching about a spot and saying, I am a left tackle, I deserve to play left tackle, oh blah 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 blah. And you have a guy in Dwayne Brown who's played for the in the league since what two thousand and eight, I believe, or nine. So he's been in the league for like 13, 14 years, maybe even 12 or 11, whatever it is. It's about 11. I Let's say it's 11 or 12. Who's played that tackle the entire time. Who last year signed with the Jets, tore his rotator cuff, could have sat down the whole season and said, no, fuck that. I'm a competitor. I want to play. Played, won an award. And now he's saying that he doesn't feel he's entitled to anything. It's just, a, it's a shot effect It is a shot effect It definitely is. Yeah, That guy who's been an ultimate pro for 14 years not bitching about anything, and you have Becton who's barely earned anything in the league, um, and he, and he's you know he's saying he deserves to be something that he's that, that he might not be, and he's probably not going to be. He's going to be the right tackle. And He's not helping himself with with the coaching. There's no way. And, and talking about solid quotes, I guess I'm just bring those up now. Um, he also said that uh, this is talking about Mims and me doubting Mims to make the roster. But he said on Mims, he's competing his butt off. He's a chance to make the roster. That is quite the endorsement. Mims has a chance to make this roster. Good luck, Mims. You're not making it. I, I, I really think I think Hall is traded. I think Mims uh, is traded uh, by the end of the of the off season. I just there's no way they're carrying six. I, I can't see it. Mims has no special teams value. I, I I think there's a better chance that a guy like uh, um, who's the, uh, the the UDFA that everybody likes, the uh, Brownley. I, I think there's a better chance that Brownley makes the roster over Mims. I think Mims is gone. I really I really do. But they'll, they'll showcase him in a preseason. hope he balls, and they'll trade him. Uh, Verge tips. What's up, Joe and everyone. Nice early show surprise running generators. That works. So I can somewhat watch listen for a bit. Yes. Um, yeah, it, like again, it's a little bit early. I, I was going to do a stream by myself anyway, and doing it today now allows me to do another show tomorrow, uh, in terms of a film show. So I'm just in that mode where it's like OCD. And I got to get this sh- or ADD, whatever you want to call it, right? Get the shit out ASAP. It's like, screw it. I'm just going to do a show today. So we're doing a show today. Um, well, early stream. What's up, Mike? Uh, Eagle Fang and Satan. Looking at the cap numbers, the Panthers have over 52 million in dead cap. I'm assuming that's for Moore and CMC. This year, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they have they have so much. They're in a shitty spot, though. Um, I think they have downgraded the roster. Obviously, you lose your top two weapons in CMC and and DJ Moore. You bring in uh, Bryce Young, so that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a, a tough year for the Panthers um, down there this year. Any concern in so much? Yes, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know who they. I don't know what the what the contract restructure looks like for for um, Whitehead. Now, is it slightly concerning that a lot of money is getting pushed into the future? Sure, but it's not so so much, right? Like Lakeland Thomas pushed some. Um, I think Uzama and Conklin did, but not so so much. I, I uh, you have Mosley who did. So yeah, they're they're going to have a down year or two after Rogers leaves. But in twenty twenty, as long as Rogers here, I'm not worried about it. And I don't think they're ever going to be as bad as the Saints or something like that, who are still, you know, in a they're at least a competitive team this year. So yeah, they might they might take a hit or for a year or two after, but it's not going to affect us so so much or nothing. Who's a June first cut that can interest JD? I honestly don't know, Kev. Uh, if I really went through teams and like looked, I, I could I could think that, that would take me quite a bit to go through all the depth charts and things like that. Pretty sure Salah ended up. Yeah, but again, if you if you believe what JD, if you believe what they say, Jamal Adams is still a Jet. We we didn't draft Izzy because they love the running back room. Like they're they're not going to say that they, that they that they don't like a room that they currently have because they may be stuck with that room. I think they're okay with it. I just don't think they love it. I don't I don't think I don't think they love the room that they have right now. Um, uh, Whitehead contract was a restructure, and the Jets uh five point three million this year. And the Jets Jets Central reported. Yeah. Okay. Um, did it, did it? like quote tweet? Is there like you have a uh, like, rap or, you know, um, yeah, rap or Schefter or something like that? I, I would like to see how it's actually restructuring. Like, why are we gonna push money for Jordan Whitehead down down the line? Like, Jordan Whitehead doesn't deserve the seven and a half that was was the cap savings if you were to cut him. Like, just get rid of him. Why Why are we saving trying to push money around for Jordan Whitehead? He's just not a good player. Happy 80th birthday to uh, Joe Namath, the greatest Jet of all time. Uh, yeah, happy birthday. Most impactful. I would say the best Jet, the best Jet as as a player is Revis. I think Revis is the best player we've ever had on the team. Joe Namath is the most impactful in terms of the Jets organization, but he, Revis is better than him. Uh, Connor Hughes, Jeff Ulbricht says, yeah, yeah, I talked about this a little bit before, Kev. I, I appreciate you putting him there uh, in general. Yeah, he'll beat me. They converted non-guaranteed Non-guaranteed base salary into signing bonus. Yep. Yep. That's that's it. So and really all that does is, okay, you know, you, you push some more money into, into this into this year. So you, you give him, let's just say that $5 million, but instead of it hitting the cap this year, now it's going to hit them um, some in 2024, 2025. I, I don't understand. Uh, pick one. <laughs> so, boss, my question is with this is, is this in a vacuum? Is this all things being equal or am I factoring in? trade compensation to get these guys because then it becomes a different situation. Um Just ranking them um here, it's, it's going to be, let's see. Um I'm going to go Adams one Adams one Godwin two. And I know Godwin might have lost a step last year. But he's coming off of that injury and he's still young. So he could be here for years. I, even though I like, I like Hopkins maybe, no, maybe not better this year. Um And Evans is probably a better player this year, but Godwin's a little bit longer term guy. So Adams is just, the peak of the peak. I know he's only a year or two thing, but still, like Adams, Adams, Godwin, Evans, D Hop, hmm, D Hop, Ayuk, Judy Pippin. But why? Why would I don't think I don't think the I don't think the, I don't think the uh, Niners are going to trade Ayuk? Why would they do that? Ayuk is one of the more underrated receivers in, in the NFL. He's actually pretty damn good. Um, from what I've seen when I, when I watched him sparingly, um, I like him a lot, so I don't think he's realistic, but I would definitely say Adams, Adams, Godwin, Evans, Hopkins, probably Pittman, maybe Pittman next because he's been healthier. I believe than both Sutton and Judy, and then probably Sutton, then Judy. Um, that's, that's about it. But in terms, in terms of trade compensation, looks like at the end of the day, yeah, you want to save some stuff. And, and uh and Adams is gonna cost us more than it would trade for for Evans, but Adams is still a top five receiver in the NFL and we the Super Bowl. So let's not let's not, for lack of a better term, it. Let's go all in. Um I'm, I'm cool with that. So Adams Mims has no value, period. It said he became a bust, but it is Yeah, it's it, 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 I can I'm very I'm very, very confident he's not gonna be on the jets next year. I, I just can't see him getting kept with all the offensive linemen, all the defensive linemen, all these guys we have to carry. So uh Bethan should be traded if he can lift his value from Kerry No no way he wants to stay here after the medical malpractice treatment. Yeah, the thing with that, Kev, is, though, like, again, we got Becton's side. We didn't get Salah's side or the coaching staff side, and we didn't get the truth. So they could have said they could have – one, who did he bring up the knee injury to? Was it a position coach? Was it a guy on the sideline? Was it Salah? Was it the medical staff? Or And and with that, the Jets could have looked at the injury, and they could have told the doctors, hey, is, is, is he – is he healthy enough to, to play through this? Like, is he just fat and, and he's just out of shape right now? And that's why that, and that's why he's, his knees not handling it well. Like we don't really know what would happen because they could just see him as being out of shape and, oh, he's, he's laboring out there because he's, you know, he's fat right now. Um, or it could have been a thing where if, if Beckton is right, and that legitimately happened, then that's obviously screwed up, but we don't really know. Like I'm not just taking Beckton's word for, for anything at this point. Um, so what really happened? You know, did he just want to play left tackle? Didn't feel like he was a he, he 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 was a right tackle, and then again they just thought he was fat. I don't know, I don't know. So spin Max Dave. Uh, so let's look look let's look at the free agent quarterbacks right now because this is one of the things where yeah yeah I want you know I want a stud receiver to add alongside uh, Garrett Wilson. I want a safety. I want a line. Obviously the linebacker is not happening now because that's pretty much Clark, I guess. Um, I want some of those things, but underratedly, not a lot of people are talking. Actually, I guess it's some people are talking about. But we need a quarterback. We need a backup quarterback. Like I know, I know Zach Wilson had a good practice the first day, but then this day you heard he played bad and overthrew Rucker in the seam and all that stuff. If and the the typical argument is because it's 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 always 100 miles per hour or zero miles per hour per hour, but there's somewhere in the middle. Yes, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt the entire year, we're fucked. I get that, but. On the other opposite side of the spectrum, let's, let's go completely the opposite, right? So we went from Rogers missing the entire year to there's two minutes left in the Super Bowl, and Rogers just hurt hurt his he just broke his leg. He can't come back into the game. We have one drive to to win the game. Do you trust Zach Wilson? Because I don't. Obviously, I'm not going to trust any of these free agents. But do I trust? Do I trust Matt Ryan more than Zach Wilson at this point? Yes, I do. Do I trust Teddy Bridgewater more than Zach Wilson at this point? Yes, I do. Do I trust Nick Foles at this point over Zach Wilson? Yes, I do. Do I trust Chase Daniel over Zach Wilson at this point with really no information to base that off of? Yes, I do. So I would. I think it's very, very necessary to get another backup quarterback. Now, why haven't they done it yet? I don't know, but you cannot tell me. I get Teddy Bridgewater has, has dipped the last couple of years, but you, every single person who listens to this podcast is a complete freaking liar if they don't say they have more faith in Teddy Bridgewater to, to lead a drive over Zach Wilson. You're just lying. You're lying. So give, give me Teddy. I, I would love Teddy. Uh, Joe Douglas is just like me. I love my ex-girlfriend. I also said she would have a home in my heart, but I liked my new one better. I'm trying to think what that's in relation to. Just, I love my ex-girlfriend, but I, was, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what's in relation to, but I, I appreciate the humor, nonetheless. Uh, Verge tips. I thought I saw three to, to four void years added onto Whitehead, but I'm not positive. Don't like it. If it's three to four void years for f- $5 million we're talking about you know, one point three million dollars a year. It's not the biggest deal in the world. Regardless, I don't like moving money around for a player who doesn't deserve the money he's getting. Like you, you had a pretty easy out. Listen, you save seven and a half million dollars, right, with Whitehead. And I'm—I don't think I'm being dramatic here, or I'm not like over, over, underestimating prices. You get John Johnson for three million dollars or four million dollars. You get quan for three and a half, which is like a three hundred percent raise from last year, or something like that, maybe two hundred percent raise, but still. And then. For the price of Whitehead, you just upgraded at safety and you upgraded that linebacker. Like, I I don't I don't get the Whitehead love. I really don't. I guess, you know, if you guys hear he's a real Rebus's cousin, he was there and he got drafted. Cool. He's not a good football player. Sorry. At least he wasn't last year. Try to be uh, kind of, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Chicky, sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, supplemental pick cycles need to start next year. Could be why on the restructure for Whitehead um yeah i don't i don't think that anything with whitehead would affect it at this point there's nothing we're, we're past the point where where are complex matter with signings and things like that so i don't i don't think that uh i don't think that has to do with anything to be honest but i think the jets were already pro- projected like a fifth and a sixth or something like that for complex next year but uh yeah whitehead get, cutting him right now wouldn't do anything to that with yeah, we talking, and we talking about getting rid of him next year, and then he counts towards it. And I, if that's what you're talking about, but we're we're trying to bring a uh, big brain that too much at that point. With Quentin Williams contract talks, is this about uh, years? And if yeah, you, we you were here last week, right? Like we talked about this last week. I know you listen. This is we've been saying this for weeks now. I and it's literally based on Quentin like Quinn Williams like the tweet indicating that it's about years and not about. The money, so long story short, we talked about it for almost 20 30 minutes last stream. Was the Jets could want Quinn Williams at five years, he wants four years because most guys are getting four years, and he could he's 25 right now. He'd rather try free agency again at 28, 29 years old instead of 30 years old because obviously every extra year people are going to question you know age and all that stuff. So it could be a situation where the Jets want five, it could be a situation where the Jets want four, and he wants three, you know if if he if I can complete I can I thousand percent understand him wanting to do a three-year deal, 28 years old, splash again, three years, and at 31 years old, he could still get a relatively big contract. So he could be trying to splash. Now, I don't know if it's you know if they're if the Jets want four or five, or if he wants three or four. And it could be a situation, let's just let's just lock it down to three just for simplicity's sake. He wants three years because he wants to splash again at at 28, right? So he's okay with three years, $75 million. Let's just say $50 million guaranteed again for simplicity. If they want four years, Q may say, hey, I'm happy with 25 at three because I know I'm going to splash again. If you want me for four years, because obviously prices are going to keep going up for tackles, and in four years, he's going to be the fifth or sixth or seventh highest paid tackle in the league or something like that. I get guesstimation. Um, He might say, "Okay, I'll do four years, but give me twenty-seven million dollars a year." You know, like it's there's a lot that could be going on behind the scenes, but I do think it's over years. And again, Q legitimately liked the tweet saying it's not about the price; it's about the years. So that's the biggest—that's the biggest tip-off ever that it's about that. He literally liked something. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Zach can't be the bad. I'm completely with you there, Kev. He, He cannot. There's. There's absolutely no way. Uh Reality Check Zach Wilson is the biggest bust in team history. He's the same class as Ryan Leaf and Jamarcus Russell. If you saw the Jags game last season, understand it's over for Zack of the Jet. Uh, yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with you. Um I'm I'm not gonna say, I don't know, the biggest bust in team history. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of them. I would say out of all the quarterbacks we've drafted over the last couple of years, he's a bigger but again, and like people are gonna defend him because he's still on the jets, so talk shit about him as soon as he's off. It's just it's just you're gonna defend the guys that are on the team. He's a bigger bust at this point than Sanchez, right? He's a bigger bust at this point than Gino. He's a bigger bust at this point than Sam Darnold. Like Sam Darnold was thrown to Andre Roberts and shit. Like at least least Zach Wilson had some talent to work with. Um, Now in team history, I I guess you can argue Vernon – like at the end of the day, Vernon Golson never got a sack, um, which is pretty bad for an edge rusher. You have Christian Hackenberg who was a second-round pick and legitimately did not see a snap in an NFL game for the Jets. I I don't know if I've ever seen that happen. So I think you can argue one of those guys over him. But – Whatever he, he's the top three at the, the minimum, you know I get he's a he's a quarterback too, so it's more impactful, etc. But uh yeah, no, he's been he's, he's been historically bad. It's it's not it's not oh he's just been slightly disappointing. He is up there with the Leafs and Demarcus Russells in terms of stats and things like that. So it's been bad. It's been really bad. Just uh oh Davis Adams comment. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh yeah yeah there are some really stupid sites out there. I'm sorry, It just is what it is, but. Jimmy G to back up the Rodgers? Like, what are we going to pay Jimmy G? We're going we're gonna to pay Jimmy G $15 million to, to back up Rodgers? Like, where are we getting this money? It's just, that's just too much. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, Teddy B is what I want. I'll be ecstatic with Teddy B. I would like to go back and watch him over the past couple of years and see how much he's, he's, like, he's actually dropped off. But um, I think that's the best option, you know, at this, at this current moment. Sorry. Kill Spider. spider. Um, do you see what's going on with Jimmy G in the Raiders? Yeah. 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 If, if Joe Logo signed him in the offseason, we'd all be, There'd be a lot more noise in the mainstream media than there is right now about the Raiders. And obviously, we follow more Jet-centric stuff. So when you go onto your 4 you or whatever on Twitter, it's going to be Jets stuff. So we don't see as much Raiders criticism. But with that being said, I would, I would still definitely see more of it if it was the Jets, not the Raiders. That's, that's an all-time wonder. Do you think Joe, Joe Douglas is, is too wedded to his prior picks signings? Uh, weeded like is he too attached to them is that is that what you're saying um yeah a little i'm trying to think like in 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 reference to who exactly whitehead um yeah i, I think whitehead's probably a good example of that past whitehead who are we really talking about you know um i who was he like really attached to other than that You'd say Lakin Tomlinson but Lakin Tomlinson like there's there was no way to get rid of him this year so um yeah I don't know Br- bring some examples I'll maybe have some examples without the top of your head that I can't think of in the current moment so bingo I'm not sure what that was about uh, trey lance is taking number one or number one snaps over Sam donald and another jets but it's crazy trey Lance has played like two football games in like 45 years i, I just I, I don't I don't see that working out if that was a Jets situation you can talk about that a lot more too right like trey lance has played two three games in three years for them Nobody talks about it. Really. So uh, uh have to I have to do something really, really quickly. I'm already I'm only at forty eight people, so I'm I'm assuming at least like five or six or ten of you are gonna drop off. I'll be back in legitimately forty-five seconds if you guys can just give me that that time. I appreciate it. Hold on. Right, sorry, I had to a write a check real quick. Um, so, Zach had trash OC. Uh, Like, yeah, LaFleur was bad, but but Darnold was also working with trash OCs, trash offensive lines, trash receivers, trash tight ends, trash defenses. Zach Wilson had a top five defense, some decent skill positions. The offensive line was banged up quite a bit last year a decent running game to start the year. And he's still like, he's still not good. I, I get, I get that, that Zach Wilson wasn't the most ideal spot, but let's not compare his situation to Sam Donald. Sam Darnold was 10 times worse. Sam Donald was with him with Adam Gase. And there was quite literally games where he was throwing the guys without receptions, like multiple guys without receptions were just picked up a couple of days ago. He was throwing, what's that? Uh, Rashad Matthews and Andre Roberts, Chad Hanson, David, maybe David Nelson was probably, that was like, Gino you know, maybe, but um yeah, he's, he's, Donald had a lot worse. I, you put Donald in if, if Donald and, and Zach changed spots, and Donald was drafted to the to the twenty twenty Jets. Um, Donald has more success than Zach does. Here he did have more success than Zach, than Zach did with a worst team and a worst OC and a worst head coach. Talk about we're talking about Adam Gates. We're talking about one of the biggest bust coaches of all time. You know so. It's been Max Dave. Uh, what's up? And we have a Super Bowl roster assembled by a Super Bowl GM. Do we have a Super Bowl head coach? Um, yeah, it's it's undecided. There's some things that we gotta see from from him. Um, I thought he improved like game management and stuff last year and timeouts. yeah, he was actually pretty successful in going for on fourth down uh, and things like that. Um, the The two things that I think need to change, no matter what the situation. Really is the receiver rotations where you can't just run full receiver rotations, and even more so with the defensive line. There's legitimately refs last year where it's third and one, you know, or got to have it situations. And you have Quinn and Williams, JFM Lawson on the bench, and you have guys out there like, uh, it was like Jacob, it was like Jacob Martin, Michael Clemens, and Nathan Shepard, and Solomon Thomas on a gotta have it down it's like he has to start substituting guys in just one for one instead of whole rotations it just does not make sense so he needs to change that um I don't think he's a bad head coach but uh he he definitely needs to change something I'm not gonna say the Super Bowl head coach I'm not gonna say that that you know I'm not gonna say our Super Bowl we have a chance to make the Super Bowl I think we need to make one big move to really push ourselves up there like you have the Chiefs the Bengals I think at the top of the AFC right now, and I think we're a slight step below those guys, if we make a bigger move for a Bayard or a Hopkins, we're there. We're there with them. I think we're already above the Bills, but I think it's Chief Bengals, us us, and the Bills, and, and maybe some other teams like right, right there below them. But I think that will propel us up to, level, up to their level, up to their level, up to the Eagles level. Um, and we already, you know, I think the Niners are a great roster. They don't have a quarterback. So um, I think that would legitimately make us a top three to four team in the NFL. Where right now, maybe you can argue you know, five, six, seven, whatever it may be. Um, so you know, getting into semantics over a Super Bowl roster and a Super Bowl GM. Yeah, I, I like a lot of the process of what Joe Douglas has done in, in his last couple of years. Now, there's a couple of things I'll, I'll have gripes with. You know, him not bringing a vet quarterback to mentor Zach Wilson in year one's a problem. Um, bringing in a rookie OC with a rookie head coach or a rookie quarterback is not necessarily always the, the most ideal situation. And then with that being said, something I I, I blasted Douglas for in, in his first year uh, with with Zach Wilson was you have a rookie OC. Who um um who likes to target tight ends or likes to get tight ends involved, and we didn't have a tight end. Like his number one tight end was I'm talking about what Ryan Griffin and Tyler Croft in in year one. Was that it? Who somebody tell me the tight ends where the Jets had it in in, in Zach Wilson's first year? I, I think it, it might have been Tyler Croft and uh and uh, what's his face? Like that's so bad. So bad. No point keep Zach and get Teddy. No point keep Zach and get Teddy. Oh, come on! Like get both. Um, yeah, you know. Listen, like at, at, now roster gymnastics with a fifty-three carrying three is not ideal. But I can I, I can understand maybe not carrying a Baldwin or you know a Mims because you want to see Zach for next year, maybe get some trade capital. Um, but uh, I'm not comfortable with um, so I don't even know the guy's name. was our back? It's a uh, I forget his name off the top of my head. You guys know. You guys will say it in a second. I usually know it, but brain fart. I've been talking for four hours or whatever it's been. So the adjustment that Zach. Uh, oh, backup Zach should be gone. Yeah, I, I think I think they're keeping Zach more to hopefully showcase him in the preseason and get a trade trade capital for him. So you were saying if you're getting Teddy, then there's no point, point in keeping Zach. Which for the most part, I agree. But I think it's more trying to recoup some some value for him. You know, if you can if you can show him show out in the preseason. Listen, if you can get a fifth or a sixth round pick for for cash. And if you can get, you know, a fifth or a sixth round pick, or was it a fourth, was it a fourth and a fourth, 400 and a six. I think that's what it was, but still like you can get something there. So current backup quarterback question is the same one as we had to start. Yeah. 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 See, Kev, you were here for that. Um, that was a problem. year one it it it's, it's a problem. they need to, they need to put more into the backup quarterback. It's one of the most important positions on the team. It legitimately is. How many pro ballers will the Jets have this year? Wow. I love it. One, I love the fact that I asked for some for some more activity in the chat. You've definitely been asking questions, so I appreciate you for doing that. Um, pro ballers. Ooh. Okay. So, ABT, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Quinny Williams, I could maybe see CJ Mosley. That's that's kind of teetering, so let's not let's not let's not take that one. Sauce, DJ Reed or Mosley. I'm going to say 7. I'm going to say they have 7, they have 7. And one of them being Mosley or uh Reed. So I would say yeah, 6 or 7. What they should have. And Rodgers raises the ceiling of everybody because guess what? People who are voting for Pro Bowls what are those people watching? They're watching Monday Night Football. They're watching Thursday Night Football. They're watching Sunday Night Football. They're watching the primetime big games. Guess guess who hasn't had a lot of those games the last couple of years? Yeah. So combined with uh, combined with the NFL, uh, Lance has been played like. Come on, the NFL. Yeah, no, I don't think it's nine or ten bus really, and and even at, um, even because because of the whole COVID stuff, I'm pretty sure at uh, what what college did he go to. I forget what college was it North Dakota or something. Um, whatever college he went to, he only played in like very minimal games. Let's say Trey, Trey, Lance Games played. It'll probably just pop up like right away because it's um but in the NFL, he's played eight games, eight games in three years, and then in college, let's see, uh college game long. Let's say so we have we have did I say eight college game log. Let's see. So, past that, he has played in, dude, his college career, right? So, it started in 2018. He played in two games in 2018. He had one pass attempt. Okay. 2019 comes. He plays in 16 games, a normal season. He throws the ball 287 times. All right, normal year. 2020, he played in one game with 30 attempts. So... he ha- he's barely seen the field the last six years. It's like under under 10 games. So it was like nine true total games he's played, maybe 10 in six years. Jets were getting absolutely destroyed if that was the case. Joe can handle one and two in 45 <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm, I'm a typically pick pooper, not 45 seconds though. I, I, I had to write a check for somebody. Uh, I hope Aaron Rodgers makes the Pro Bowl. Um, I I think it's been since 1999, Vinny Um, Was it? I'm assuming Favre didn't make it in in 08. And uh, 99, I was was six. So I don't really remember so much, obviously, that year. Do you think I answered this question before? Oh, okay, okay. So you put these guys in here. Wilson, um, he's coming off of him after two years. So I I don't think Wilson's too early. Whitehead, I would agree. Um, I don't see... I don't see Quincy being a mistake. Quincy was a good move by JD. He, he picked him up off the scrap heap and now he's making, you know, a middle tier linebacker contract for what's probably maybe, I think he maybe over. So <clears throat> I would take Quincy out of this. Maybe he overpaid a little bit. I'd agree with that, NJZ. I would probably take Wilson out of this question as well. Whitehead, okay, I agree with that. Another one that I think that maybe it's like it's like one of his guys. Even though Barrios wasn't one of his guys, though, right? Because he was here before before Joe Douglas. But that was a bad move. So I, I, Barrios was a bad move in terms of the contract he got. Whitehead was a bad move from the contract he got right off the jump. And and you go back and watch that review of Whitehead for me last year, and I said this is this this is this is not who you think he is. Um, so it's not me being negative. I just watched him and said he's not he's not good. And I put up two hour reviews to prove my points. Um, so Whitehead, yeah, okay, that's that's. That's a bad move now. And, and this year he followed up by restructuring it, which I don't necessarily love. Lawson, I don't really agree because Lawson is if he was making his full $15 million, I would understand more of that argument, but he's making nine, it's, it's nine million, right? Not eight million. I believe it's nine million dollars with three million dollars in incentives. So for Guy and Lawson, making twelve million dollars max. And he, he could easily still get you, you know, upper tier um, numbers in terms of pressures and and a good six, seven, eight sacks a year. I think that's a good price for Lawson. So I don't think I don't think Lawson's overpaid at this point. And the thing that you consider with Lawson, which we've already mentioned, is Lawson was coming off of an Achilles tear and then he re-injured it in the offseason and then still played through the injury. So you already have guys who come back slower after ACLs and Achilles the first year. The second year, it's always better and then you you multiply or you combine that with the fact that he was he was he had a setback with that injury. So Lawson's going to be a better player in 23 than he was in 22 to 22 I can almost guarantee that and he's taking only 9 to 12 million dollars a year. I don't I don't I think that's actually a really good move. Quincy's a good move. Whitehead, okay, I see it. Barrios, he got overpaid, but he's not like a Douglas guy who he's too um wedded to his prior picks and signings because uh Barrios wasn't one of his picks or signings, and he actually cut Barrios, So it's not really even part of the equation. So I, I would say no overall. Uh Gang Green 44. Hey, from Alaska. Interesting. I have a uh, I have a cousin. Um I don't really talk to you that much anymore, but um, or second cousin, whatever he is. He's in um he's in the military and he's actually stationed out in Alaska. I would love to visit Alaska sometimes, though, for sure. I know it's not what people think it is, like you have some more like, like pounds and stuff than something like it is. Every place has towns. Like, we're went to India. I like, oh, this is gonna be a ghost town. It's like a it's like a freaking city. So um I don't see that. Yeah, so you're you're talking about Sala and the and it'd be really hard for me to pull out examples out of my head right now just because of all the information that's that's entered it past those occurrences. You're are you talking about that uh, the last Game of the dolphins? So the last game of the dolphins is funny, that's the only game I haven't watched on film in years. Like I, I watch it only on broadcast because I was away and I came back and just watched it because you know, I have to watch a game. but I didn't break it down, um, and there was also the problem with the what game was was that the um, was that the Lions game with the later timeout? Like, yeah, there's there were some problems, but it wasn't as much in 2022. I'm not saying he had perfect clock management, no way, but he definitely improved at the minimum. And I know, I'm sure there's an if you literally just type in fourth down Sala Jets X Factor. Uh, I'm sure you'll find an article. But there's, I know we put up an article about like fourth down success rates and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure he was good in terms of that stuff, or at least an improvement. So Carmelo, as long as we don't see Shredder this year, we should be fine. Again, uh, Zach Wilson, the do-or-die situation, if Robbers goes down, uh, you might want Shredder because at least Shredder moved the ball in that Jags game. Like right now, legitimately, you had to bet your life, your life on getting points on a drive from the 20, from our 20. Shreveller or Zach Wilson? <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe Shreveller can break one. Zach Wilson, he just – he's really, really lost it. Nick Bauden is a better athlete than most think. He's a, a quarterback in college, great mind, and he is jacked uh, 6'2", 250, but I still believe Rucker will be our full. Yeah, so I, I think that Bauden can fill that role well, and I actually like Bauden um, when he plays, but at a certain point, um, Ali, like, I agree with you, you're going to you're gonna have to make some some difficult cuts and can you carry eleven offensive linemen, ten or eleven defensive linemen, five running backs? I'm counting a fullback as, as a running back. Um, I just don't see how they fit all of those guys. So he might have to be cut. Um, the thing about it is, like, I, I so I think I think Rucker's a guy who can, he can get like positional leverage. Like if you're if you're running a, a crack toss or a wide zone, you're asking to get in front of a guy. Okay, sure. But if you're running ISO or inside zone lead or Counter power, and he really has to kick a guy out, or or really like drive a guy. I don't know how much he's going to do that. So fit in a really horizontal movement centric type of offense as a fullback in terms of Ruckert. But when you want to go more inside and stuff, I don't know if he's gonna really be popping guys and moving them. You know, it's gonna be more like pop blocking where he pops them initially, they they shed it, and then they're back on the play. So we'll see. That's one of the more. I think that's probably. The most underrated storyline that I'm personally watching for, I've been bringing up for for quite a while now. Um, I really haven't heard anybody else bring it up, but there's a chance that Baldwin makes a roster, and I'll be I'll be watching for it. I think Baldwin actually. People are saying they're impressed with him today, but again, speed writers and how much you trust them, I don't. But Eagle says I've been debating with uh, this with some of my Jet buddies. Jets going to have a playoff mandate. I'm assuming right. I'm not, I'm not even thinking about this Eagle. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's a mandate, dude. Like it, look, at the end of the day, they were five and two last year and then they were six and three. I would say five and two is, is, is a better chance to make the playoffs than six and three. Um, They missed obviously large part due to Zach Wilson, but now you just added Aaron Rodgers to that roster and what you're going to win nine games and miss the playoffs. The thing with that though, is if Rodgers is committed for two years, do you get rid of, you're not going to get rid of Salah. We're going to get rid of Salah and promote promote um, uh, uh, Hackett to, to, to head coach. So, like, I just don't see them doing it because I think they would run it back with Rodgers. But yeah, if you don't make substantial noise with Rodgers, uh, there's going to be a head or two to roll. And I, I think it would definitely be Salah's before Douglas. Again, D- Douglas, you can argue a lot of things, and people will argue the Zach Wilson thing, which I think is bullshit. I think that's more arguing results versus the process. I don't think the process was bad to uh, in acquiring him with the number two overall pick. Um, now, obviously, everything I followed was, was kind of bad, um, again, mostly due to him and some due to the, to the Jets coaches and, and what they surrounded him with. Um, but uh, I still like Douglas a lot, like a lot. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, he's made a bad move or two, but, you know, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, he built quite a good roster, quite a good roster. got tight ends. That could be XFL fillers. That's how bad they were. So uh, that was, that was let's say, 2020, right, was the year he was drafted. Um, 2020 Jets uh, roster. I, I think it was I think it was Croft and Griffin were the one and two, which is just a joke. Oh, so that wasn't Adam Gates. Oh, sorry, it was it was 21. That's that was stupid. 20, 2021. 2021 Jets roster, roster and players. So our tight ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that's it's just bad. Uh, Ryan Griffin, Trayvon Wesco. And uh, let's see if I can sort this by tight ends. Yeah, I can sort it by tight ends. So we had Trayvon Wesco, Tyler Croft, Ryan Griffin. Not ideal coming from a, a, a staff where he was um, throwing to guys like George Kittle. It just it just did not make sense to me. We didn't do anything at tight ends. So that really frustrated me. Back with quarterbacks thing really frustrated me. And I had questions about all the youth on the team in general. Uh, so that that's one of the bigger blunders of, of Joe Douglas' uh, time with the Jets so, so far to me. Yeah. Um North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota. Or did I say North Dakota? I don't know if I did. Uh, mentioned last week by the end of, of the season playoffs, Uh question mark, Jets hope to run Jet NASCAR packages. Yeah, well, no, hey, you were right about Clemens. The, th- the thing is, though, with this, is Clemens the best inside rusher next to Q. I don't agree with that. Um, I'm okay with McDonald. Like I said, that really isolates one of the tackles. If it's tough, really isolates the tackles. Now you have Q, but I, to me, and I think to a lot of people, you're not taking Clemens over JFM, right, on the inside. And really, at this point, I know people love Clemens and, and, you know, the whatever. I literally love his personality. Right now, is Clemens a better interior rusher than Quentin Jefferson? I'm not taking him over Quentin Jefferson right now on the inside. I get that some people are going to think that's blasphemy, but if you look at Jefferson's numbers and how productive he is, and you look at the review that I'm going to do, He's a pretty good he's a pretty good interior rusher Clemens was already an unathletic like like an unathletic 275. Is he gonna be an even more unathletic 290 or is it just gonna add to his strength where now he overpowers guys and he's not trying to win with with um like bend and flexibility on the inside it's gonna be interesting to see how he handles that weight um because it's not like he was McDonald where he's so loose and bending all that stuff he was already kind of stiff um, if Garrett gets targeted being uh targeted being a smaller wide receiver we really don't have a legit uh, number two or worship two to rely on. That's why JSM is a better pick than Will. Um, yeah, like it, and and I know J, uh, JSN had – JSN, by the way. Uh, I think he had some medical stuff come up. I'm, I'm not sure. Now, at the time, I was hoping for JSN, 100%, and, and I think he could make maybe more of an impact. But the thing is, with JSN, you take him – you get rid of Davis, so how much of an upgrade is JSN over Davis this year? Assuming Davis is somewhat healthy, I'm not sure how much. Obviously, maybe slightly of an upgrade, but not so so much. But Davis is still a a solid receiver when healthy, and you're going to see that this year with with Rodgers, in my opinion. Again, hopefully you you, you get more health from him. Um, but even if JSN would probably makes more sense with getting rid of Davis, but at the end of the day. You heard them on the show. Like they, they didn't even had JSN in consideration there. It was, it was McDonald, it was Meyer, and it was Broderick Jones. Um, From I believe, I don't know if they asked just like one person that question because a lot of people like came out after like, oh well, it's clear that the Jets had the ranking of this, this, and that. But if I'm not mistaken, it was Joe Douglas asking one guy. That one guy um said his three guys. So that doesn't mean that wasn't the other forty guys' top three guys. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that that wasn't Douglas's top three guys. So that was a little bit confusing um in terms of people putting so much stock into that into that comment. But uh, if they think Will McDonald is a better player than JSN and they have a plan to okay, we're gonna keep him fresh this year, we're gonna rush him. Next year, we're gonna maybe not have Huff and Lawson. And now you have JSN, you have J you have JJ, you have um you know JFM like Will McDonald will make a lot more sense in twenty twenty three than he will in twenty twenty or sorry twenty twenty four than he will in twenty twenty three in my opinion. So At the time though, I I, I completely understand that. I completely do. Conklin surprise. I thought about that, Verge. I do. I did. Let's see um um, tight end or top tight end receiving yards twenty twenty two. Because this is what people like do. This this is what I'm surprised at some of the hate that he that he got. (coughs) If you look at what he did, right, and with the um, with the Vikings, he had maybe three or four drops, in his, and, and maybe he's leaving more. Let's just say it was 10 drops in his first four years with the Vikings. Like He did not drop the ball a lot. Didn't have a lot of penalties, all that stuff. Didn't have a lot of fumbles. He comes to the Jets, his first three games, he has like three or four drops, and automatically, oh, he sucks. He was a bad signing, all that stuff. But all of his other years with the Vikings, he didn't do that. So he has four years of a, of a solid sample of so being a solid player. He disappointed with the Jets, but is he more of the player he was for four years, or is he more of the player... With the one year, you probably lean towards four because it's a larger sample size, right? So Conklin to me is a better player than some people think he is. He's a really good route runner. Um, yeah, he's not going to box guys out and stuff like that. But I, I like Conklin, and we're talking about him as what? Let's say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He was twelfth in receiving yards. Twelfth. We all wanted Schultz last year, right? We all were dying for Schultz. He had twenty-five more yards than him. You know. Like you have Goddard, who's a who's a we all argue is a, or is a good player. Goddard had seven hundred and two yards. He had one hundred and fifty more yards than Conklin did with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco. You know, um, George Kittle. And again, I'm not comparing them one for one. He had one hundred and eighty more yards than Conklin. Okay, you know, like it's not like Conklin did nothing last year. He had five hundred fifty-two yards. I could see Conklin getting. Now it, it, we can get into the weeds about you know uh, how many. How many tar- the, the target share and, and how how many how many targets are there to go around? and Jets run the ball more than the pass the ball. All this stuff, um, so that gets a little more like it, it clouds the situation. But I could easily see him getting seven eight hundred yards. Like I like Conklin, I, I do. Um, I'm, I'm part of that hive. I think people will be more impressed this year as well. Four hours haven't been criticized about Lance because, yeah, I know. But he's not I even mean, in there. Like they're talking about uh, Lance versus um, Darwin. Right now for starting. Now did um. What's his name? Get in- oh, he did get injured, right? How long is he out for? I don't know. Most of the free agents played better their second year in the defense. Do you think that will hold true for Whitehead? Um, yeah, and like I, I get people are gonna say, like, I'm negative on stuff. But again, there are film reviews out there where it's not just, oh, he sucks because PFF said he sucks. Like I specifically break down the plays and why I think that. Um, I think he was worse with the Jets than he was with the Bucks, So I could see him bouncing back to somewhat respectable. And maybe being an okay strong safety, like maybe that's what he, he was, just okay. And we paid him to be good. So yeah, I think there's a bounce back, <clears throat> somewhat. But I still don't think he's gonna be worth the price ever. I don't think he's ever going to be worth the price yet. So uh, three things I'm concerned about with the Jets: <clears throat> coaching maturity with some guys in the locker room, and three defense step back this year. Um, I don't see why the defense would take a step back. It, it should take a step up. You know, you have you have you have reading the system for another year. <clears throat> you have sauce. You have. Q another year in in the system you added to the defensive line, you replace <clears throat> you replace Quan. At the end of the day, you replace Quan with let's just say Clark, right? Yeah, Whitehead still a strong safety, free safety Joiner versus Adams. I'm taking Adams. I really am taking Adams. So we upgraded on the defensive line. We upgraded with experience at corner, just years. We, we 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 upgraded at, at free safety. They were talking about statistically, and okay, we played. However, in our backup quarterbacks, sure, but how are you quantifying defensive stepping back? I think the defense went better than last year. Are it going to finish at four? Maybe not. Maybe finish at six. I don't know. But vacation, Joe. Oh, you're you're on vacation in Alaska. Okay, okay. Um, where at? Where are you from? I, I don't. Some people I remember where they're from, but obviously we, you know, interact with quite a few people. I can't put like faces to names. Like I know Jan, I know, Art, I know uh CD. I know some people because I see them or like people who do the draft looks and stuff. Like I know their faces, but sometimes I forget people. So I apologize. I don't remember where you're from. I'm assuming, you know, the tri-state, but Kev says a lost and re Achilles last year. Did he need another surgery or was rest enough? Uh, I don't remember. I, I, there might've been a procedure involved, Kev, but Google it. Um, he he had another setback in later in the offseason. Like it was it was like July or August or something like that. Uh, let's see, I can I can look it up. Right, I'm not I'm not pressed for time right now. Uh, Lawson re injured leg. Let's see if that comes up. No, that's 2021. Somebody somebody will find it. If you if you could find it, that'd be that'd be great. Because I, I know there was a report. I don't know exactly where from or where, where it was from, but yeah, he, he had a setback in the offseason last year, so it wasn't clean. Clean. Uh, Randall Cobb says he knew he when he and Aaron Rodgers walked off the field against the, the Detroit. I think the world knew that he was going to be the last game as a pack. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Um, moving on. Salas uh, says Jets are very optimistic. Yeah, <clears throat> that's um, that's something that I saw today too. Was. Brees Hall was already, which like we can argue with the fact that should be running 22 miles per hour in general, you know, at this point. Uh, but they said he was he clocked at 22 miles per hour, and I believe his big run of the season against the Broncos was like 21.75 or something like that. So he's already running faster than he did last year um, against that. But Achilles' or not Achilles' ACLs and stuff. It's great to be able to run in a straight line. I'm more concerned about cutting. It's it's not about running in a straight line. It's about how is he going to jump cut. How is he gonna stack cuts? That's that's the more serious part. So 22 sounds great, but let's see him dancing through through uh through the uh the offensive line and hit some holes. That's where you really want to see him. But obviously that's that's a great report, right? Optimistic week one. Um you're hoping that he makes sure you're hoping that Salah makes sure he's 100 percent before he uh he um he goes, you know. I'd rather have him at 100 and have to wait three or four weeks for him to come on the field than I would have to, you know, play, him playing at 80 and risking re-injury or something like that. So Jets having 24 in cap space is interesting. They might be saving saving up for me. Let's see. Chicky, uh, Mosley, Whitehead, and Lawson, maybe Davis will all be on the roster this year, and their expiring contracts will send back a multiples compensatory com- uh, picks for a 2024 draft. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you're assuming we're not going to be able to really do much in free agency next year, right? And is Mosley? The thing is, and again, I, sometimes I I really I just get tripped up with this stuff. Or I forget if Mosley gets cut, though, I don't think it counts towards the compensatory picks right? because it has to be an expiring contract. So if you cut a guy, um, I don't think it counts. So I don't think Mosley would count because you're going to have to get rid of in ter- uh, rid of him in terms of cutting him. Now Whitehead would count. Lawson would count, Davis would count, but I don't believe Mosley would. I could, again, completely transparency, I could be wrong in that, but I don't think it counts when you cut a guy. Uh, Chris, uh, Kev, if any of the playoff contenders loses an edge early on, I can see J- uh, JD trade hub. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't think that's out of the out of the question. I don't. Now, I don't I don't necessarily recommend it because I I like Huff, and he's one of the better edge rushers in terms of uh, just being productive when he's on the field. So I don't recommend getting rid of that, especially in a Super Bowl year where you're going to need to make that big play on on Patrick Mahomes in the conference championship. So you know we saw we just we we saw Huff, you know, be, at least play a big factor in winning that Buffalo game. Right? Like you, you still want him? You still want him? I can see it happening though. I can see it. 2020 was a bubble, yeah. Speed Doctor, um, when going for Super Bowl teams like Bucks and Rams got get an overload of talent, they never say we're good if they can add a guy like D Hop. Big mistake of the Jets score. Yeah, no, like I I, I agree with you. Um, at a certain point, if you have the if you have the cap flexibility a, enough so where you're not going to hurt yourself in years down the road, like you don't want to sell out all for 2023 and really blow up your team in, in 2024, 2025. You're absolutely dreadful. So there is a balance at a certain point. Both twenty four million dollars, with some cap space being able to be opened up with again, Ashton Davis, Bryce Hall, <clears throat> even the Q um, extension could push money into the into future years instead of this year. I don't want to go half in. Like, and and I get it's a good roster, and you know people are going to say, oh well, you know the Jets are better than we ever, than we ever were. We should be happy. Sure, we should be really happy with this roster compared to those other rosters because they sucked ass. And this year we're very very good. We're a top five, top six team. But with a 39-year-old quarterback trying to win the Super Bowl, go all in. Go all in. Evans, what do the other guys what, what, what do one of you guys say? $14 million for, for one year? Hopkins is gonna cost you what? If the Jets get him, 14, 15, 16 for one year. You know, Bayard, what's gonna cost you? What is it? 14 million dollars, 13, 15, whatever it is this year. If you can't get a receiver, you add a Kevin Bayard to the secondary, like holy shit, you're talking about probably, probably the best secondary in the NFL. If you add Bayard, right? Like I, I we can talk about some other teams there, but the Jets have the best corner, probably trio in the league. And that's I'm not just I'm not somebody said I'm negative last week, but I guess now I'm being too positive. Best trio in the league. You add one of the better safeties in the league to that with a, at least a decent uh strong safety in, in Whitehead slash Clark. Okay. After AAR, uh, Aaron Rodgers' end-of-the-season McAfee interview when he mentioned his relationship with Zach uh, Wilson, Rodgers, and his circle knew, hoped he would join the Jets. I don't know. I'm not, really, um, I'm not really following that so, so much. Is that is that a report like that he was hoping for like right off the jump? I don't know. Um, one thing I can't say about NY is people stalking Aaron Rodgers with cameras going to Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's going to happen though. Eagle, you like you're, you're. Listen, at the end of the day, how many people saw that article or clicked on that article? That that that's their job. So they did their job. Um, what I can tell you, what I hate about New York, New Jersey is uh, my biggest pet peeve, and it drives me bananas. And especially after driving in Europe, if you, if any one of you, sixty-seven or one of the couple thousand people or whoever who watch the show after, if you are one of the people who drive fifty miles per hour in the passing lane and you're not passing a car, I hate you. I hate you. You're just so unaware. Just just if you're not passing a car in Italy and you're in the left hand lane, you are getting destroyed by their cars, beeping at you, honking at you, yelling out the window. In Italy, even if they're going 100 miles per hour past cars, if they can move over to the right side for a second to not be in that left lane because they're not passing, they do it. If we can all just learn that, the streets would be so much better. But people in New Jersey and New York suck at driving and just oh left lane, I'm happy here. Like Driving forty-five and a fifty in the in the fast in in the fast lane. There's just two cars boxing in and I just I I was so tempted to just whip it into the shoulder. I, I hate that. That's my biggest pet peeve. So if you guys do that, you'd suck. Sorry. <laughs> Jets were also in on Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers, but Joe Kitten was a was a good pick. Um yeah, and that's another thing that we kinda you can take away from the uh which by the way, I I think it's almost a, a complete lock that that uh that the hard knocks is gonna be the Jets because they haven't announced it yet. The Jets have their finale. Of the of the show. I don't know if it's this week. I don't know if it's next week, but they're running through these shows pretty quickly. Last year was like maybe five. or Was it was it maybe more than this year? I don't know. Um, But I believe it was like five or six episodes and they were a little bit more spread out or maybe potentially this year. It feels like shorter or, or less episodes and it's coming out a little bit quicker. So I think they're trying to get this out before Hard Knocks says, hey, we're going to the Jets. And maybe they have an agreement like, hey, listen, at the end of the day. Yeah, we'll do Hard Knocks or they can't even deny it. But yeah, we'll do Hard Knocks. Um, but let us at least put out our product. So people are excited about it. Um, but I, I think hard ox is a lock. I, I really, I, I think that's going to be happening, but you saw, uh, the, the scene where, you know, Joe Douglas is asking their scouts about, about Tippmann, um, and all, everybody had him over JMS. It seemed like that was a universal thing in the jets, in the jets room that they liked him over JMS. And that might be a scheme fit thing, you know, running more, um, with Tippmann over, over JMS. We also heard guys like, like, uh, flowers and Addison, um. And uh, all of those guys had Tittman over him. So they really liked Titman. And, and Titman was a good pick. I, I like that pick overall. I'm actually going to be doing his review, I believe, I believe tomorrow. Um, and then the whole thing, like, like Douglas knew that Broderick Jones, was, that was gonna, or had a feeling that somebody's in going to trade for, over them for Broderick Jones. And again, it seemed like they didn't have him as high as some people thought they did, which some people could have guessed because Broderick Jones wasn't that good of a prospect. Uh, but but like, like, to be real here, none of the prospects this year were great prospects in terms of the offensive line. Sk- Skronsky... Paris Johnson, Browder Jones, Donald Wright—all those guys would have been the five, six, seven, eight in the year that Becton came out. All the guys in Becton's class were were better than these guys, um, whether that be Werfs, Wills, Becton, or or Thomas. Now, maybe I'd argue Thomas over some people at that time when Thomas came out. Um, I didn't love him just based based on the lack of athleticism. He obviously turned out pretty well. You're gonna miss sometimes. I uh, can't wait to watch Garrett Wilson year two. Scott Wilson. Well, hey, if you want to watch a Garrett Wilson in film review of his year one just came out a couple of hours ago. So go watch that. Um, uh, see why you should be so excited about your two or not so excited about your two. There are some players who I thought was, I was higher on than I was or lower on than I should have been or whatever that watching them again and breaking down really changed my mind. Uh, Garrett Wilson. I was still thrilled <laughs> watching him. So also then considering Meyer over Jones at 15 was interesting. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I don't, I don't want to start to process what that would have been like. You have Meyer you're assuming he's at 15, he's going to play a lot. And then Conklin's your two, Uzama's making like $10 million to be your three. And you, and you have a, a third round guy in his second year at four. Like that I, I wouldn't love the roster dynamics there, but and especially considering my, like tight ends are one of those spots where to simplify it, you're playing both offensive line and you're playing receiver so it takes quite a while to learn for tight end. So I don't know how big of his impact or how big he would have impacted the team in twenty twenty three and four. So I wouldn't have loved that move, that's for sure. Jets had to have been ranked ahead of A and Addison. Yeah, yep. Um, did playing in the dome help Conklin with turnovers, missed receptions? No, no, that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't affect anything. Now you're going to say like weather was inclement when he had those drops and stuff, but it was it was the first couple of the weeks. And, and it was raining, you know, the week one, I how many drops he had. So I guess we're going to say, yeah, the rain might have hurt him. Hurt him and But I don't, I don't think it's like, I, if you're trying to make that connection of, oh, well he's playing outside now more, so he's going he's to have more drops and stuff. I, I think that's a little bit of a reach. Maybe it's a slight part of it, but uh, not enough to, to, to say that's the exact reason um jacob finnegan you could argue hopkins elite play last year has something to do with steroids his 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 play style drops off hard um i disagree with that his his play style is he's a big guy who boxes guys out and he doesn't need he doesn't rely on speed he's never relied on speed he's never relied on athleticism he relied on bigger than you i'm stronger than you i'm gonna catch this ball over you um and you can keep strength into your later years you can't keep the 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 Ability to cut, to be able to get in and out of breaks, the speed, the acceleration. So I don't think his play style actually drops off so hard. Um, now you could say that his elite play last had something to do with steroids, but he got suspended for it and they came back, so he's not doing them. It's not like you take steroids and like four months later, it's still it's still in your system, really. Like it's uh, yeah, it's. And with that being said, with the steroids, he was playing just as well prior to the steroids as well. So I'm working. So I'm not going to say the steroids led to his, his elite play last year. The only thing that concerns me about the steroids is, one, he did them. And, two, if you are taking steroids, is it because you're you're noticing a drop-off? Te- like obviously, you can test for testosterone levels and all that stuff. Is he noticing a drop and saying, no, I, I need to do this? That's the bigger concern. I don't think the steroids has something to do with his actual play, though. Um, and I also disagree that his play style drops off hard because he doesn't rely on athleticism. You could be big and strong at 40. Um, I think the setback from the defense comes from a bunch of factors. How long will Williams hold out last? Um, yeah, see, so I don't think Williams hold has anything to do with how he's going to play in, in 2023. It seems like they are progressing, or at least that was a report. Linebacker core is mid at best. It was also mid at best last year. And I'm going to say that overall Clark is going to be a more impactful player than Quan would be. Um, in the role that he's going to play for the Jets. You upgraded slightly at linebacker, but still, okay, mid. We can argue that. Fine, we'll call it mid. It's fine. Williams will be the same player. Linebacker core is mid, but even slightly improved. Safety concerns, but the safety group is also better than last year. So where do they downgrade on defense? Now maybe – now we could say, okay, Rankins is is a loss, but you also have an upgrade in Woods in terms of the run defense. So – if Salah plays it correctly on the defensive line, I'm not so worried about Rankins. So, you know, I, I think the defense is there's questions, but not more or so than last year. Swolzy, did we talk about Ar's comments about Adams being the best receiver in the league between this and Jimmy's foot issues? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see anything about that. Swolzy. Obviously, I've been on with you guys, so I don't know if he said anything, if he got interviewed, or if there's a press conference and he mentioned Adams. But yeah, like at this point, Adams questioned the GM. I know he came out and said whatever he did after kind of downplaying the trade, the potential trade request. Um, but is Adams at 30 years old, 31 years old, willing to play with a backup quarterback? Like, you know, what is what is the, what's the, the Raiders are in such a shitty spot where they're a bad team and they have a bunch of old guys? Like, they're they're, they're they have Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams, and what are they going to win seven games this year? Like, what, how does it make sense to keep Devontae? So if I'm the Raiders, I'm trading Devontae for whatever you can. Um, and I would love to do that. Um, oh yeah. Sorry. If I, if I said it, if I said Achilles, that's just because I was thinking about Lawson or something like that. But yeah, no, it, it was ACL, not Achilles, but even if it's still, it's still about the cutting regardless. Um, but I said, did I say Achilles for resets? My bad. Isn't Brees more of a shifty back than explosive? Oh, I think there's a good combo of each. I don't, I don't think he's overly explosive. I don't think he's overly shifty. He's, a nice, he's a nice. He's a nice combo. Um, but it's not like Brees is slow uh, when he, when he reached that 21.7, whatever it was miles per hour, that was like the fastest of the season at that point. So he can move. He can definitely move. I'm not saying he's, is he a bad at Kanda fast? Is he, is he has more top end speed and, and more acceleration? Um, I just, I'm, I'm watching Izzy a lot. That's going to be an interesting review. Um, I don't think he's a, some, some slam dunk guy in the fifth round. Like some people think he is. There's quite a few problems with vision running upright. Uh, he goes down by arm tackles and shoe string tackles all the time. So He's a guy who's going to frustrate you where he's going to get one yard, one yard, one yard. He's not very creative in the backfield in terms of like avoiding tackles and things like that. He'll just run into guys, but then he'll he'll break one for 70. So he's going to be frustrating, but um, also exciting at the same time. Like he's not consistent back at all though. So. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an insane, oh, this is from, oh, Rusty, the return. The return didn't so it was Rusty, and then it was the return of Rusty, but then you were gone again for a while, right? So it should be the return of the return of the uh Rusty swimmer. So we have an insane uh four end DN de- de- rotation with Clemens, Huff, JJ, McDonald, and Lawson. That's five, my guy. <laughs> then D tackle uh with Q, JFM, Jefferson, <clears throat> and Woods. Uh, but really, it's 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 you kind of got to put JFM. I, my, voice, <clears throat> my voice is gone I've been doing a lot of podcasting, and now I've been talking for quite a while. So I apologize if you're going to hear me clear my throat a little bit. Um, Clemens is both a DN and a D-tackle. And, and JFM is going to play more DN than, than D-tackle. But I think – are you forgetting something at the end? Clemens, Clemens Huff, JJ, McDonald, and Loss? No. Uh, no I, I, yeah, I, the, the, the only D-tackle you're forgetting about is uh, Solomon Thomas. Will they cut him at this point? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's not worth carrying. I don't know what he provides to you minus he's like a good guy, but good guy doesn't get you a roster spot. Um then our secondary is insane also with fast alert linebackers, very good It's it's a very good defense. It is. I, I think it's a very, very good defense that could be elite with a true free safety. Uh Devontae Adams speculation, what would you give up for him if he wants to add a Vegas? It's always hard to like formulate an opinion like that on the spot. Um, but right now, a second round pick, like I, what's the contract though? That, that's that's kind of my, my question. So I, I I know it's quite a bit in terms of what he's owed, <clears throat> but my general, like in a vacuum thought, a second round pick. I know he's older, but, and next year we wouldn't have a first or a second, but if you're going for it all, go for it all. And and, and if you have Devontae Adams and Garrett Wilson, you have the best receiver duo in the league. You have the best receiver duo in the league, right? Who's better? There's nobody better. There's nobody better. And I, and I get you, you're going to argue, I guess you can argue. Um, you can argue, huh? no, you, you can argue the, um, dolphins, right? The dolphins are up there. And then people will say the Bengals. T Higgins is a very good receiver too. And I would say a lower end one, but I don't think he's Adams. He's not Garrett Wilson. He's not Jalen Waddles. So I think you'd be in contention with the dolphins for the best receiver doing the league. And I think that Garrett Wilson's a legitimate top 10 receiver. He'll be the top 10 receiver this year. Adams is still, you know, what? One, two, three, maybe four, maybe even five. And Hill is up there as well, so like Hill, Hill, and Adams are on the same kind of plane. But I think I'm taking Garrett, or I'm taking Garrett Wilson over um, Jalen Waddle. And then past that, I don't, you know, I, we could think about we could talk about the, the the Dolphins three, four, five. But I'm taking Lazard and what we have as as backups as well: Lazard, Hardman, and Cobb as your three, four, five with Adams and Wilson. Jeez, dude. And on top of that, I, I think a good receiving tight end in Conklin, a, a stud running back in, in Hall. Um, an okay offensive line. You're talking about an absolutely stacked offense. That'd be ridiculous. Uh, I really believe Rucker will be the diamond in the rough this year uh, from Eagle. I think he could do so much in the running passing game if he works and earns it. I don't see him as a tight end receiver. I see him as all around 10 Yeah, I, I like I liked Rucker. I liked his tape. Um, obviously he was raw at at uh at Ohio State because they didn't really use their their tight ends a lot in the passing game. Um, so he has way to go in terms of development, but he was solid towards the end of last year. And I'd like to be in college, like people, because one tight ends take a long time to adjust in the NFL <clears throat> anyway. And people are so damn impatient that, Oh, well he didn't play a lot in year one. He must suck. So now everybody just doesn't even consider Jeremy Rucker, a option at tight end. He's going to come out and I think he's going to do some, some sufferers this year. So uh fullback packages for Rucker as well. Yeah. I think they're going to, they're going to deploy him in that and see exactly how they, how he stacks up. And if they, if he's good enough to not carry a uh, ball on the roster. You guys are killing the chat, by the way. Um, I'm not even caught up to the chat, and it you know, was like been like 60, 70, now 80 people in here. So I really appreciate everybody in here for for helping me uh, with some of these topics. Like I, I like just talking to talk with you guys too. What's up, Joan and fellow uh, gang green fan? We finally got that mindset. Let's go, Jets. Appreciate you being here, Rusty. <clears throat> Swolzy says, I mentioned this on Twitter earlier. Am I the only one that finds it interesting that more teams were interested in OBJ than it seems like they were in on the hop? <clears throat> well, obviously the the interest is kind of it's it's OBJ had a while to kind of cook. Um, He'd take visits and all that stuff. So I I would say that more teams are going to be willing to pay Hopkins what OBJ got or even a little bit more. Uh, OBJ is a little bit more public because we saw him, one, talking to the Jets, so obviously automatically to us it's in a scene like more. Um, He was was going to the owner's meetings and taking visits and stuff like that, so he's out there a little bit more. Hopkins, I'm sure it'll kick up. Uh, a buddy of mine used to throw pennies at a car that drove still in the fast lane. Yeah, I, I, I would avoid that, but I, I don't agree. I don't disagree with the sentiment. It should, it got him wild. Um, who was the? Uh, oh, Cody Mock. He was a uh, he was a tackle from like North Dakota State that was drafted, maybe four or five picks after um, after um, Tippman. So I think he's a tackle who's going to be a guard or something like that. I mean, I think he's a tackle who could play like, guard and center. So, but yeah, he was taking maybe five or ten picks after. Um sauce in year two might be the greatest cornerback of all time. Do was Beyond Spectacular as a rookie. <clears throat> if he's better than last year, is he uh, uh it's going to be a nice uh once in a 30, 50 year look like like listen, I like sauce a lot too, but once in a 30, 50 year type of player, like we already had that in revis So is it a one in a 20-year type of player? I, I get what you're saying, and, and I think he could legitimately be the best corner in football this year. Do I think he's the best corner in football last year? I don't. I let I just finished recording 40 plays of his review. There are some place he got beat on that people don't really think about there's a time where he got he got burned by Hill wasn't targeted um there's a time he got beat by Deontay Johnson ball wasn't caught there's was a time he got beat by Pickens there's a penalty so it didn't count like he was very good his rookie year I think people are a little bit early to say okay he's, he's he's the number one corner in the league like three four five six weeks in um, and he got better towards the end of the year so I think he's definitely in that top five of corners for sure um, and I think he could be number one but we had a once in a 30, 50 year type of player in Rebus 10 years ago. So is it truly 30, 50 years? I get what you're saying. I'm being, you know, whatever. Anybody want to answer me? Oh yeah. I just did a couple minutes later. So hopefully you're still listening. (laughs) Joe, what is your Stanley final, uh, your Stanley cup and NBA final prediction Florida Panthers versus Golden Knights. And yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I know who they are. Uh, The one thing um, I I think, I think the nuggets are going to take it. I'm okay either way. Um, with whoever wins. Actually, no, I'm rooting for the Nuggets. So my problem with the Heat versus Nuggets is I like Jimmy Butler. I like the Heat as a team. They, they're they're gritty. They don't have a lot of studs, but they work really well together. So I like that. But I also know that people who are rooting for the Heat also most likely root for the Dolphins and fuck that. I cannot have the people, the people being happy. So give me the Nuggets. That's how I think. Florida Panthers versus Knights. Same thing. Florida has two teams in the, in the championship right now. Fuck dolphins fans, knights. So I'm a, I'm all west coast for for the uh, Stanley Cup in the NBA Finals. Um, okay. uh, if, if oh sorry, Solzy. Uh PDs are often used more for recovery. I wonder if that's what's impacting teams' interest. Maybe they think he's gonna fall off post pds You see this uh, fall off in Futters all the time. Uh yeah, it's that's something for them to look. That they're much more knowledgeable in that than I am. Obviously, that's something that they look into, but. And there's concern there. I'm not saying it's a lock that he's gonna be an absolute superstar with the Jets like he was a couple of years years ago, but do I still think he could be like the best number two in the league? Yeah, I'm taking that. If the Jets somehow get uh somehow manage to get Madden, I'm gonna dogging everyone with them on Madden. It's fun, right? Yeah. I Madden I so I, I play Madden, but admittedly the game is terrible, like absolutely terrible. We have you have games where it literally looks like you're in the world and you have VR, you have all this stuff. And Madden is still so fucking lazy that they can't even put the names on the back of the jerseys when they're standing on the sideline. So you see players standing on the sideline, and it looks like a guy who's a, a hundred and ten-pound white guy with no with, with a number on his back and no name. It's like, really? Like really. That's that's the quality of the game we're playing here. So I I I, I got it this year. I played for like maybe a month. What what we me mean, my friends typically do is we, uh, there's like four or five of us and, uh, we all like, pick a team and you do like a fantasy draft and you, and you play the seasons and you got to play like, a game a week or whatever it is. And, uh, it, it fell off after like, a month or two. This game is terrible, man. So I, I might be done with, the, with Madden forever. Unless they change it. I think they're training providers all right. Like Madden 24 or 23 or 24, whatever it's going to be, has like its last shot to produce. And then somebody else will hopefully take it over because it's, it's legitimately one of the worst games out there. I just love football. Uh, do you think the Ruckert and Kuntz is the future tight end? I, I think Ruckert's a part of it. Um, I, I think obviously you draft Coons with the hope that he could be that because of his physical offside. Would I bet on it? No. You know, he's, he, listen. At the end of the day, he's, he's a seventh round. He's a seventh round tight end who's super raw. He has good athleticism, but you watch him play. He does not match up to that athleticism when he plays. Um He's seventh round pick for a reason, right? Like people make these reviews and put up these highlight films of him. Like he should have been a first round pick, and he's a seventh round pick. He, there's some stuff he's going to be weak at, right? We'll break that down. I will break that down for you. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not mocking on Koontz being the future of the tight end run. I think, is a part of it Ruckert's a part of it. Koontz is coin probably less than a coin flip, realistically, right? If, if we're being realistic. Brown Smith, uh, Garrett Waddle, no green glasses just the truth. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Waddle has the breakaway speed that Garrett does not have, but Garrett's the overall better player. I'm I'm completely with that. Red Sims isn't exactly a Jets fan favorite, but he did have Ruckert as his tight end one last year. Sauce also got burned by Claypool in the Bears game as well. Yeah, no, like listen, Sauce was very good, but he got beat by Claypool, he got beat by Pickens, he got beat by Hill and the play that Hill burned him deep, I actually I misremembered. He did get the ball targeted, but the ball was severely underthrown by Thompson, Skyler Thompson, and then Sauce got the the, the PI on that play, but he was he was Sauce I mean uh, Hill was a good 2-3 yards ahead of him with room. So if that ball was led, it was probably I think like 80 yard touchdown on that play. Um even the play, there's some plays that we think about, and I literally just wrote them down since so it's on the top of my head, where we remember very fondly. But in all reality, they, the process wasn't good how he got there. The the pick against the Dolphins, he he actually didn't play that so well. It, the athleticism took over, and he got the pick. But if that ball was on time and JFM didn't pick that, or didn't didn't hit the receiver's arm or the the quarterback's arm, that's a completion on on Sauce. <clears throat> the play um, where Lazard was running across the field and Sauce had the deflection. He's actually very far off there, and he's lucky the ball was behind and late from Rogers, which it was after he heard his thumb. PD. So we remember those plays well. The process wasn't good, the result was good. I love Sauce. I do. I think he's a top five corner in the NFL. But do I think he's the best corner in the NFL right now? I I, I, I think he has slight improvement to go. Listen, I love him. I know people are like, "Oh my God, you're so negative," but it's just I'm just being honest, and it's all out there. Um. So, oh, actually. Uh, i'm going uh google drive i, I forgot to, i forgot to upload that that show that i just that i just did that i should have uploaded um <clears throat> so let's go to the next question while i kind of do that um <clears throat> will you be bummed if jms turns out better than titman both being in ny um yeah like i you know like i think i think generally obviously if there is a center prospect who they are considering who goes just a few picks after the center you took and he's better Then, yeah, there is, there is some like, ah, uh, you know, buyer's remorse, like, damn, maybe we could have had JMS, but who's to say if JMS didn't come here and was asked to fit in our system, he would be as good as he uh, is with the giants because we, we are a very horizontal offense. So who's to say he would be as good here, you know, um, in that, in that, in that case. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard to say like, yeah, uh, to that, but I, I get, I get the sentiment, you know, if, if you feel what I'm saying there, hold on, I'm just going to be two seconds I'm just uploading this bad boy. Uh, will no, So, okay, never mind. I'm not going to do this now. I'll do it in two seconds. Um, so yeah, it, there's, there's a lot of factors into that. It's not just like, Oh, one for one. He definitely would have been better here. Right. So be, be, besides Michael Clemens, what jet do you give the best chance to survive a Michael? Actually, I think Michael Clemens might be too brute and like too, like, Oh, I'm a badass, and he might just get eaten. Like he might be like, Oh, I got this. And he runs out of the house and he gets eaten because there's, a, he gets outnumbered. Um, you have to have really like analytical smart guys. So, uh, I, I think Rogers would probably be, I think Rodgers would probably be a, a good one. I think ABT would probably be a good one. Um, hmm. who else? Al Woods. Al Al Woods, like country guy, the like cattle farming. Al Al Woods, Aaron Rodgers, and uh ABT up the top of my head would be would it be the top three there. Did you see the Levy on Bell comments on Adam Gase? I know Gase was a garbage NFL coach, but um Bell still it was a yeah. I, I saw some of them like criticizing Gase and, and whatever. Listen, at the end of the day, at that time I was excited for the for the move because the Jets lack a superstar from really what we signed him in '19. So since Brandon Marshall in '15, we didn't have a superstar on the team for four years really. Um, so I liked it, but realistically looking back at that, you have a running back who's uber patient behind the line of scrimmage. You need a good offensive line to open up holes for you where the Jets had a had the 32nd ranked offensive line in the league. And if a gap is there for half a second, you've got to hit it because it's going to close, you know, like, so you have a, you have a, you have a patient runner with a shitty offensive line. It's just never going to work out. It, it just, it, it made no sense. It really made no sense. Rowering fans uh, are, are chopping, twisting. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen that. And I also think that Jokic, he gets some like unnecessary hate. Like he's a pretty good player. I don't, I don't get the hate with that guy, but I don't know. Every time I'm watching, he seems to play pretty damn well. The problem with sauce is the athleticism. He has never, he, he has near perfect form. Yeah, no. So, so it, it legitimately, it, I said this quite often in the review, I just did. It's, it's the opposite. It's sauce has elite athleticism, but his form is not always great. Um, there's some times where he shuffles where I don't want to see him shuffle. Um, he lets guys attack his blind spot. There's sometimes he opens his hips up a little bit too early. There's sometimes he's overconfident um, in himself and his athleticism, even though it's great. There's sometimes he puts himself into compromised uh, positions so it's actually the opposite. It's it's A plus athleticism, A or A athleticism with B, B plus form. Um, if he didn't have elite athleticism, he doesn't get that pick against the, the Dolphins. He doesn't get the there's a pass breakup, I believe, against uh, Cincinnati that he had at elite athleticism. There's a cu- there's a couple of plays. So it's it's more it's it's the opposite. Um but uh athlete with long arms to compensate for your form always has to be perfect. Yeah, no, his his size helps him. Obviously, the the, the 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 length helps him. The size helps him, and he's elite getting at his breaks for his size. But it's the it's the form. Uh, there's sometimes he plays a little bit too far in no man's land, a couple of yards off the line of scrimmage. Then he's not able to get hands on. He's not also able to take those read sets to read the quarterback. There's a bunch of stuff I broke down. If you guys want to go watch it, but uh, EA, EA and Madden are signed long term. Sadly, no, I don't think you're right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard something that they're going to like. They're going to give it up this year if it's if it's if it's as bad, which they should. You haven't you haven't changed the game in 20 years. Madden 08 on PS2 uh, was that the one with uh, Vince Young in the front? <clears throat> really, the last one I remember like liking was the uh, like what one was? Was that Ray Lewis 05? I forget. But there was a year uh, in high school uh, I was that was 2010. I was junior year, and like you know we're doing stupid stuff, uh, smoking, joking all the time, and you know we have our fun. And then we play Madden and we could play um, in a franchise. So, like, my one friend would be the quarterback, I would be the running back, and the guy would be the receiver. It's fun. And they took that out for what reason? Because you're an idiot. Uh, any negatives to a center being 6'6? Yeah. Um, in, in general, there are. Now, there's some positives as well to it. Obviously, the, the, the length is a positive to it, but you're going to, in the NFL as a center, face a lot of squatter defensive tackles who are going to fire into your chest pretty much immediately. And you are automatically going to have the, the leverage disadvantage because of how high you are. And it's not it's not even really the helmet, it's more the waist. You you want your waist level to be below the guy's um, waist who you're blocking or you're taking on. Um, because that's where your center of gravity is from. You know, uh, it's it's all about the hips. And you'll and you'll because if you see a guy just bend from the waist and get lower, that doesn't, doesn't mean it's good leverage. There's good and bad leverage. Um, so yeah, there's a negative in terms of just his natural leverage, but it would be more of a concern for me with Tipman if he wasn't a guy who, who was flexible this his lower half, who played low, who who typically plays with the knee bend. It would be more of a concern, but he typically plays low in general. So there's going to be times where yeah, there's going to be a guy who gets under his pads, he and, and he struggles to anchor down because they're below him. Again, it's all about the hips, <clears throat> um, and he gets driven back into the quarterback. But there's also be times where he you know passes off a stunt really well and 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 reaches a guy uh, or reaches a guy well because of the length. So there's, there's positives and negatives. But, yeah, in general, you don't want to be that tall as a center. That's why you don't, you've only seen maybe three, four, five centers who have really um, been that height. One thing frustrating about Madden is how lazy they are face-scanning. Yeah, dude, like you, you have guys who are studs who look like – but they have the same five faces. That, again, the numbers on the sideline thing is just – it's just appalling to me. And there's always been a glitch in Madden. And I don't want to indicate a Madden thing, but you guys are bringing it up. Every single year, in Madden, the computer calls a timeout at 101. Like you can bank on it, they're gonna call a, a timeout at 101. The you'll, 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 there'll be plays where you get tackled and then the ball gets fumbled and there's forty five guys around the ball and they're all run, they're all running into and it just runs out of bounds. Like it's just, it's, it's really, really shitty product, really, really shitty product. Ampton, yeah, dude. Like, generally, I started this at two thirty five. I, I finish every review at two thirty two. Um, so it's, it's out there or it'll be out there probably tomorrow, or the next day. But again, Rodgers is out there. Wilson's out there. McDonald's out there. Um, you're going to be getting 25 more reviews by the end of the offseason. season. Um, and hopefully 26, because we bring in a stud. Um, just to win jets. 1st time singing here, I believe uh, we need insurance for Garrett Wilson. Every elite team has two. Um, well, nah, no, no. Right. Like how many yards did Gabe Davis have? Last year, I'm not saying they're elite, but you get you get what I'm saying. The Eagles, yeah, they're they're up there. The Niners, Ayuk um, is very good, and I, he's better than anything they have. The Jets have a number two, but he, was he a one K guy? He might have been. Just again, I'm just kind of throwing some my thoughts out there. Um, Bengals, yes. Chiefs, no. But again, you have Mahomes, <clears throat> you have Andy Reid, so you only need you only need Kelsey and for a while. Obviously, they had, they had Kelsey and 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 Hill. So I get it. I'm not gonna say it. definitely. I'm not saying like elite. To st- like even even if Corey Davis was just healthy, I would be happy with it. But then that, that kind of almost aids your point, Justin, Jets, because <clears throat> Davis when healthy, was like a, th- a thousand-ish yard guy with the Titans. I get yeah, he never got it, but the one year he had like 994 yards or something like that. So yeah, you need two guys. You need, you need two good guys for sure. <clears throat> and I think the Jets have a good one. I think they have a good three. I think they have another good three or a solid three. I think they have a good four. I think they have a good five. I don't think they have a good two. The good depth, but I, I would like to see more at the top as well. Ideally, now are we nitpicking? Sure, I don't know. By the way, how did Bell get away with smoking weed before every game of the Steelers? <clears throat> um, so typically with this, Kevin, I don't know if this has changed in recent years, but based on my knowledge of how they test, is you have a testing window. So for people who fail or idiots, again, this is t- talking about based on my knowledge and past years of this, you have a testing window. So. If the testing window was somewhere from like March to May or March to June, so you could smoke or, or you know, edibles or whatever, you could smoke from June, July, August, September, November, December, as long as you stop early enough to get clean, which obviously it sticks to your fat cells. So it's going to be a uh, lesser time for elite athletes than you and I, um, but then once you fail the first time, then you get tested randomly, I believe, a lot more. So it's harder to do that. So as long as you don't fail the first time, just don't be an idiot and just don't smoke for those like five or six months. But those other five or six months you can. So I'm assuming at that time he wasn't he wasn't tested positive uh, ever. So he was smoking before games. Um, <clears throat> but you also heard um, – what's his name? Um, I saw the comment of Derek Wolf on Joe Rogan. He said he, he would microdose uh, – I don't know if it was microdose. He would do mushrooms before games. So you could do that stuff. And I, mushrooms, you know, it lasts for only, I believe, a couple of days in your system. So it's a little bit different. But, yeah, no, people, people have to get high and play sports. We need uh, insurance for – oh, yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, in your mind, Joe, <clears throat> does Zach have any chance to realize his talent? No. No, I'm, I'm never going to say absolutely not. There's no chance because there's always a chance. There's always that 1% chance. But, uh, yeah, it's about a 1% chance right now. So I'm going to say no. Uh, uh, Carell Owens, from, uh, I don't know, 2005 – you said 2005 twice, two 2000. guys. I think, I think 08 was Vince Young. Okay, let's see. Is that, there, if there's any other questions, throw them out there. If I have any other, uh, I think I have a couple of topics I can I hit really quickly, but it's been about two hours. So it's a good stream by myself. There's not much to talk about, but you guys have been killing it. In my, in my opinion, wrestling background makes excellent center skill. That's why I'm thinking JSM is, is center one. Um. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Just because like naturally you're gonna you're gonna know how to use guys leverage against them. You're gonna know how to a, a really big thing about wrestling is knowing how to how to recover from shitty positions, having that core strength and and knowing how to got, use guys' momentum against them. Like you don't have to go force, force, force. Like you didn't you need to know how to deflect force, you know, push first lift or 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 um you know pull or or, there's a lot of just deflecting force and there's there's four different types of force you typically talk about football you got push you got pull you got lift um and you got and you got torque um you got to know how to use those those different types of way to deflect the opposing defenders or uh, the opposing players force i don't believe is is weed is uh i don't believe weed is tested during the year like peds yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about the PED testing, but I'm pretty sure for the weed stuff, it was it's, it's just like a three or four month window. So, as long as you don't fail in those months and you don't get on that list where they have to test you more often, then you know, whatever. He looked up to Hercules. Okay, let's see if I have anything else. If you guys want to drop anything else in there, um, I was going to bring up overrated and underrated signings and things like that just to have something to talk about. We've already hit two hours, so I don't want to eat up that topic. Um, just because I was watching some draft picks, I'm like, is he a little bit overrated? Is this signing a little bit overrated? Is this guy underrated? Is this, is this draft pick underrated? Um, so I guess, I guess I'll guess i talk about that later on um, with Kyle. It looks like the, sh- the, the, the stream is about done at this point. Two hours. I appreciate you guys um, for sticking around. Uh, again, this will start to be uploaded to podcast form. So if you do prefer to listen or you don't have time a week, whatever, to, uh, to watch the whole thing, It uh, Splits on any podcast app, I would really appreciate a review, um, a rating, because it ha- there probably hasn't been one there in two years because I haven't done a podcast in two years. Um, so, I really appreciate that. A uh, ton of reviews coming again. Uh, three are already out. You have 25 more coming. These reviews are all an hour to two, two and a half hours. I know that's a lot for people, but even if you just put it on for 45 minutes, you get the the, the, the gist of it and you see what I'm talking about with these guys. Let's say like overrated, underrated, technique wise, sauce, all this stuff. Um, I, I, I show it. So, I appreciate you guys a lot. I will see you soon. Um, and uh, go, Jets. Adios. Nice